Hello! Oh my god! <laughs> and welcome to the Marvelous Cinema Podcast. You're not, you're not, you're just not doing the intro again after that. Headphones, <laughs> oh. yeah. I apologise. The reason I know that is because I'm wearing headphones yes. to listen to the audio. We both are. Well, it woke them up, you know. Mm, what? It, it woke them up, so. It woke them up? Yeah. What if they're listening to this on their, f- wait, wait, what about this scenario? What if somebody's listening on their phone? Yeah. Right. It's in the middle of night, the parents are in the other room, right? yeah. they're trying to keep it down. Yeah. They've got their earphones in or whatever, getting ready to listen to it, but they forget that the earphones aren't plugged in. Yeah. And that just absolutely rackets. They're in trouble because the parents well, have banned, they've banned all the technology, all the technology <laughs> after a certain time. Okay. You know, well, I mean, it's, it's strict for a 20-year-old, but you know, that's the way it is. It, <laughs> 20-year-old. Uh, if anyone out there is doing that and I have ruined their day, I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. However, Alternatively, impo- we've got more important things to do here. Alternatively, if you've just, you know, recovered from some sort of ear operation, you thought. Yeah. Or you have a hangover. <laughs> hangover cure. In which case, I just shouted in your ear. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm Matthew. I'm Henry. We are your hosts. And together we're Matthew and Henry. Menry. Menry. Or Memory. Henry. Henfu. Sound like a Japanese, like, fight, know, fighting style. Henfu. We've, we've invented something. <laughs> we're on the episode seven and we've invented something. Yeah. You are welcome, world. The entire world. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, wait. Box office? I forgot the box office, yes. Yes. (laughs) That needs to happen. Yeah. We're excited for this episode, aren't we? We are. I am. It's a big one. I think it's Star Wars. Well, yeah. We're going to rank them. Controversial opinions. I suppose. Well, not controversial. I think mine might be. (laughs) Okay. Um, My apologies for the delay in this. Mm-hmm. I should have had this prepared earlier, but I didn't. Look, we're 19 years old. Um, <laughs> we're not professionals. We're students. Yes. Uh, domestic US domestic box office, still at number one, we have Frozen 2. Of course we do. Um, that's on 85 million for this last week, which yeah. means its worldwide gross is already at $750 million. I guess that's like more than it costs to make already. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Number two with uh, twenty six million. I think it's, I think it's the opening weekend. But Knives Out. Yes, I love this film, and I Same. think you do as well. I love it. And number three, uh, Ford versus Ferrari is um, mm. keeping pace. Your dad's film. <laughs> My dad's film. Yeah, he say. I don't know. <laughs> um, so far worldwide, that has grossed seventy five million dollars. Mm. But I wouldn't have expected it to have been anything near. No, we frozen two. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that is the uh, that's the box office for the week. By the way, do you think that Ryan Johnson's new movie being like kind of like overall everyone loves it and is making lots of money? Do you think mm-hmm. that's like confirmed to his new Star Wars trilogy? So you're like definitely. I like, think it won't have done him any harm. Yeah, people they're like, yeah, but he made that movie about murder mystery and it made this much money and everyone loves it. <laughs> Maybe he does know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just conscious. The volume whenever you, I think your mic might be a bit too close to you. Mm, maybe. Hello. Hello. I should I should wait a minute. I don't know the radio. Okay. Uh, where you were? Hello. Hello. Okay. That'll do. That'll do. Anyway, <laughs> news. News. You can go first. Uh. Okay. So I am on Instagram story or comicbook dot com. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, James Bond trailer came out. That was yesterday. Yeah. I I like this trailer. It's a good trailer. I like this movie. <laughs> Already. I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, quick review of Bond movies. Casino Royale, great. Mm-hmm. Quantum Solace, not very good. Uh, Skyfall, mm-hmm. great. Great. 
uh, Spectre, not very good. What? So according to the pattern, yeah, this should be great. The pattern should <laughs> di- dictate that this is going to be the best one ever. Um, oh, I, I noticed on, um, you know, there's the posters for Sam, Men- Sam Mendes' new movie? Yeah. Nine, oh, yeah, 1917. Uh, which also, by the way, I saw this before one of the films I saw the other week. Apparently, most of it's done during using one continuous shot. Yeah, I think the entire movie is one shot. Like Birdman. That's incredible. Yeah. Is Birdman one continuous shot? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's, um, that's interesting. It's like, there's got, like lots of drums and shit. Sam, Sam Mendes. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to check that what I've got here is correct. The yeah. man behind Skyfall. Yeah. So on the poster, it says... From the director of Skyfall. Noticeably, you haven't included Spectre on that. Have they not? <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> it made money, though, didn't it? I get it probably good. did. Yeah, it just wasn't, wasn't up to the sky. Anyway, yeah. but according to the pattern, this one should be great. Yeah. I think the trailer's a bit weird. I think it's like three trailers in one, in the sense that it's like... Yeah, it's really weird, because it has like three chapters to it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, like, it ramped up for like, the big like Bond doing action sequences mm-hmm. at the end three times in a row but then yeah. nothing happens and it goes back to building mm-hmm. up and then at the end it finally happens you're like <laughs> it's kind of like a weird pace but yeah. I don't think that's going to indicate what a movie's going to be like I think that's more of a trailer cutting mm. problem but I think yeah. it, looks, it looks good overall I like the supporting characters yeah Lashana Lash- Lynch <clears throat> is it? I think that's her name I don't know who she's in Captain Usually she was in Captain Marvel oh she's, she's... I, yeah her the new double <laughs> the new 007 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, and it's also got Anna de Armas in it. Yeah, from the Nice Out mm. and Blade Runner. Yeah, she's a robot as well. I am. Um, I'm finding her quite like her. I think she's a good actress. Yeah, especially from Knives Out. It's going to be a new talent. <laughs> oh my god! I also think Knives Out have perhaps reinvigorated my enthusiasm for Daniel Craig. Yeah, my whatever. Whenever I watch him, I was like, we should allow him to act more. Yeah, like, he's good at James Bond, but like you know. Nick mm-hmm. could do a southern accent because he is a good Bond. He's probably he's probably the best Bond. Yeah, I would say so. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but I like I like trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Black Widow trailer. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a really good trailer. Uh, I I I think the first hot, minute and a half hour, then this guy dies at the end. I'm like, oh, I don't need that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, I don't need this. I do think it's a it's got a very Winter Soldier vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's one of my, like what I'm looking forward to at the most. The supporting cast look good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I also like the idea that it's going. Well, when I first heard this, I kind of, I kind of was like, not. I didn't like this, but now I kind of do. Like they're going back in time to. I think it's post Civil War. Mm-hmm. He's on the run. There's one section that um, I thought looked weird, and it's the section in the trailer mm-hmm. where it, it's Ross, it's General Ross. Yeah. But he looks weird. He's young. But that that's because um, I watched like a sort of a trailer breakdown, and they pointed out that. that I know, because I thought, because he looks de-aged, yeah. and I thought, well, why have they done that? Because it's only between Civil War yeah. and Infinity War. Why does only de-age him and he looks the same? Yeah. But the trailer analysis pointed out that what that could be, that could be when she defects from Russia to the United States. Uh, could be. That could be like an even further, it could be like a flashback. Could be. So we're going to have a prequel with a flashback. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I like the idea that we're getting like more of a phase one sort of movie or like mm. just an art, like not an art story, but more like a, just just character and her yeah. life and what she's like in her world. Mm. I like the idea of going back to that. Mm. What do we think of the uh, Taskmaster look? Not a fan of it. Not a fan. I think it looked better with the hood. Yeah, it, yeah. But like, I just do the skull face. Why are you not doing that? <laughs> this is the one thing that makes him mm. like identifiable, the skull mm. face. 
and yeah. instead they've went for this a general like black sort of mask mm. thing. Right. Yeah. Why? Why? I'm I'm I was looking forward to this film before, <clears> but now I'm looking forward to it a bit more. I think. Yeah, it's I good. think I have more confidence in it now. Mm. Like seeing that it is going to be like, for the most part, it seems like people fighting like in corridors and shit. You yeah, know? you know, like that sort of action like <laughs> film. Yeah, yeah. David Harbour was good in it. Yeah. I wasn't. I was a bit. I wasn't miffed, but I was a bit disappointed <clears> when, <throat> when he was cast because not because I don't like him. But I, I'd, I'd have think he. I thought he'd have been perfect for the thing. Oh uh, yeah, he would have been, wouldn't he? But I think this role does perhaps suit his yeah. his comedic potential and a Russian accent. Mm-hmm. I love his Russian accent. He looks, uh, he looks good in it. Yeah, he's lost weight since then as well since filming that movie. Yes, he has. So he... like, uh, yeah, I saw him in an interview and he's like, he had like a jawline and like I was like, mm. whoa, <laughs> weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any other news? I have a few more. I'll let you go first then. Uh, Henry Cavill. Slash, this is like sort of Henry Cavill slash Zack Snyder sort of story mm-hmm. of Henry Cavill being interviewed. He's the only one that didn't tweet out something like release release a side of cut. Yeah, and he got asked an interview recently for some movie that he's in. Oh, the, the Witcher. Witcher. Yeah, um, and he was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, shoot, I don't know if a cut exists, but you know, I kind of wanted this play Superman mm-hmm. again and have like a Man of Steel too." As like, yeah, fair enough. And then mm-hmm. Zack Snyder, like two days later posted a picture of like an actual film reel in like a box yeah and it says over it like um is it real uh and he goes yes it is yeah. and then it and by the way the running time is over three and a half hours you're joking so it's longer than the irisman of justice league and the original movie that i hope to god that's to demand the three and a half hour runtime, you have to have a good film i know i i I believe in it. I Do you believe, believe in it? it? I believe in it. And um, the thing is, what I realised only recently was the fact that just as lead the theatrical Joss Whedon mm-hmm. version is under two hours, meaning there's a there's a two hour like film missing from that. Is Willem Dafoe missing. Yeah. Is... So like, wow, wow. <laughs> I had no idea it was like going to be that much. I think that's genuinely intriguing. Yeah. <clears throat> Three and a half hour mm-hmm. film. It's going to be somewhat better. It's going to have more <laughs> good parts in it than the. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen The Irishman? No, not yet. Have you not? I, really I, want. I want to watch it just for the sake of having seen it. Yeah. But it's just so daunting. Yeah, no. Because, I mean, I know Avengers was. Uh, Endgame was three hours. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't phased by that going in because, you know, it's the end of the saga. Yeah. Or the end of this, of phase three. Mm-hmm. But it's also an action film. Yeah. So I'm I'm not phased by that, but a Scorsese film that's three and a half hours long, yeah. I think that might push me a little too far. <laughs> right, <laughs> that might test yeah. my patience too much. Because my parents, they want to see it as well, mm-hmm. and I keep, they like the people that go hot, like go to bed at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm like kind of like having to set out a day at some point yeah. where we have we have to somewhat half five in the afternoon, yeah. and continue it the entire <laughs> and see my, how that goes. My dad <clears> wants to watch it, but I think my mum would rather headbutt a wall than watch it. Really, yeah. <laughs> right. And to be honest, I'm not particularly eager to watch it. Mm. I, I know it's perhaps controversial. Yeah, I think I am. Perhaps my, perhaps recent events have sort of diminished <laughs> my respect for Martin yeah. and Robert De Niro a little bit. Did Robert De Niro say anything about it? He said something about it. No. I can't remember what he said. <laughs> Probably, uh, I was in the Godfather. <laughs> Do you have any other pieces of little niblets of news before we uh, jump into the main thing? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think so. 
Um, I have a little bit of Marvel stuff. Okay. Apparently Marvel Studios teased for the tweet that something's coming at their CCXP uh, panel in Sao Paulo, which what? runs from the 5th to the 8th of December. Apparently... Today. Yes, that's today. Apparently Flag is going to be there, and the rumour is... I can't remember where I got this from. I think it's a digital spy. Okay. Um, apparently he'll address Phase 5. That's on Phase 5? Jeez. I know. 2023 or something, I guess it is. <laughs> also on Marvel, another rumour. This I got this. I also got this rumor from Digital Spy yeah. and various other things. This is really far fetched. I'll be honest. I've picked this not because I think it's true, mm-hmm. but because interesting. <laughs> the amount of people that have whipped this up. All oh, right, is really interesting. Uh, apparently, from trusted sources and Charles Murphy, who has apparently uh, leaked several correct pieces of information in the past. Right. Um. Well, people have assumed one something he's tweeted hints that Doctor Doom will be the main villain of Black Panther 2. Oh. Do you want to know the reason why people from this tweet? So his tweet, mm-hmm. he, uh, he he potentially leaked or suggested that the subtitle for Black Panther 2 will have seven letters. And people have uh, taken that... To Doctor Doom. Where people have assumed... That that is going to be it's it's going to be an adaption of a comic run from 2010 oh, right. called Doom War, okay. which is where Doctor Doom attempts to take over Wakanda to access the like oh, the okay. um, vibranium. Okay. Which I think is a massive stretch, that's and I a, find that thoroughly amusing. That's that people a leap. Have that is a massive leap. <laughs> Seven words. It must be Doctor Doom. A salmon would be yeah. proud of that leap. <laughs> Especially considering that Doctor Doom is more of a Fantastic Four villain. Mm. I think general. yeah. If they if they don't introduce him with the Fantastic Four, they have missed. Yeah. I think no. I think for the first movie they won't do him yet. For no, Fantastic Four because he's been done two, t- three times now mm. in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's in each movie now. Uh, yeah, he's in each movie, is like even the reboot. Um, yeah, I, I feel like he has to, he has to be done right. Yeah, and um, and he has to be, he has to be the big bad. Yeah, he has to be like a Thanos because that's what he is. He is he is, he is perhaps Marvel's yeah. greatest villain. I love arguably. Way, yeah, of course. Arguably. I love the way he looks as well. That like it's just so cool. It's weird, but like it's so good. Like that mm-hmm. metal armor, but also like kind of technology. And... I'm just kind of living for a Doctor Doom versus Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. The Doom bots. God damn it. Doctor Doom. Um, anything else? Uh, Rich Richard E. Grant has apparently seen Rise of Skywalker. They had a cast oh my screening. God, yeah. And he's, he, he loves it. He was almost crying. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Richard Grant, give me a hug. I mm. love him. I uh, I had no idea he, what, who he was, like, really, until... I think like last year when I started watching Doctor Who for the first time properly, and he was in one of the episodes. Yeah, I, was like, oh, I feel like I feel like you're like a classic British actor or something like that, and everyone you're famous or something like that. Turns out he's not really like that, like famous or something. But he's, like, a great, he's a great actor, but he's a great actor, admit. and I saw him in Can You Ever Forgive Me? And yes, then, yeah, all the Oscar was around that, and I think he won an Oscar. Or got nominated. He was nominated, and I think mm. like his excitement was so like childlike for a seventy-year-old man or something. I know that it was so good. It was like and seeing that video of him like just looking in the camera and just saying all these like great metaphors of how he felt during watching the new Star Wars yeah. film. I was like, oh, this, I like this man. I, I love this man. I remember when it was announced that he was cast. I remember that the, the post he put up then was he was yeah. so excited. He's so excited. Which, 
That's just because he cause obviously yeah. says that he likes Star So Wars. I don't think I can treat it seriously anymore in the film. He's going to be like a... I think he's like a, an admiral or something, like a general. If I, care, I, think, I think it was Elysian <coughs> General Pride. Yeah. I think the character's name is. He might be Hugs' dad. Oh, yeah. He could be Hugs' dad. General Hugs. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> general Hugs. Yeah, that was his joke. <laughs> he's in the last edit. Oh, dear. Anyway, I have another sort of rumour. Again, this isn't one that I think um, is going to happen. But mm. if it does, I just think, I just think it's an interesting rumour. I'd like to clarify that before I get into it. According to a Metro report, based on rumours... Um, like I said, this is the, I only put this in because it sounds cool. But at the Game Awards next month, on the thir- oh, not next month, this month, 13th of December, there'll be an announcement... Regarding the next in the Batman Arkham Games series. Oh, what's that doing that? I thought it was over. I saw that. I thought Arkham it has was pre- like... It has a pretty concrete ending. Yeah, Batman <laughs> Apparently it'll be titled Batman Arkham Legacy. Yeah. And we'll fo- focus on the Court of Owls storyline, where you will take control of the Bat family. Okay. And it has been okay. said that Kevin Conroy will not be in it, which means there'll probably not be a Batman. Oh, Okay. Again, so we're doing a Batman game about Batman. Mm, I stress that that is pro- this might not be true. I think it's unlikely that it will be, will be true. Might not be true. I just think it's interesting. Um, the ending of Arkham Knight was that he went to his building and it exploded, mm-hmm. and it was part of, like a part of a plan to disappear because everyone knew his, his identity. And then after that, the post-credit scene is like a demon. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what that was. It's a demon. Is that what it was? Like, was mm. it him continu- continuing, but of fear toxin as now his main weapon? I, I I don't know. I think it was I like th- I think it's just sort of. The, I suppose it meant to say that the legend of was it meant to be that okay. the legend of Batman <clears throat> or protect the city sort of thing. Right. Also, speaking about this game, this has perhaps one of my favorite my favorite moments from the video game, and it's when you know at the end because mm-hmm. just Scarecrow Scarecrow's spoiler unmasked him. Yeah. And he sort of keeps Do injecting him, one. and then you play, he plays the Joker for a bit, yes. and gets thrown into the. Yes. It's like a jail cell. And you murder and, so many men. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the bit I love about that is when he comes to, uh, Crane injects him again. Yeah. And he sort of takes the thing off him, and he just says, in the most Batman voice possible, he says, I'm not afraid anymore, Crane. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> of anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a guy. No, 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 Batman. No, no, no. Oh, Rob Pattinson. Rob Pattinson. <laughs> it's funny because his name is Pattinson. Pattinson. Look at our jobs that we don't get paid for. <laughs> um, Do you want to move on to today's main topic? I would love to. We are ranking mm-hmm. and just generally talking about the quality of such films as the Star Wars films. Which I love and adore. Yes. They are part of my heart and forever <laughs> will be. I don't have a childhood love for them. Like mm. I never watched them as a child. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. My only memory of a child was watching Rent of the Sith on repeat yeah. for a whole mon- month for some reason. And watching the f- episode four once, being so terrified by Darth Vader that I couldn't <laughs> watch it anymore. I genuinely couldn't watch it anymore. Silas didn't watch any of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, the, you know, the new films came out and I was I got right into it. I was like, oh, this is good, this is good. <laughs> for the I, most part. <laughs> I remember... As a kid, I watched all these on repeat. Mm-hmm. The only one I never, because because I think I got them all, I got them all on DVD. We went on holiday once. Yeah. 
there was like a, it was part of a um, special release or whatever. Yeah. All special covers, all same cover, sort of similar cover, mm-hmm. um, for all six films. Um, and the original, I only discovered the other year that the original trilogy discs they contain, they have a disc for the remastered versions with all the additional CGI. But there's also a disc with the original theatrical release. Oh, on. really? You know, the ones without the terrible CGI, CGI jabber, jabber yeah. and the bull- a, uh, laser dodging Han Solo. <sighs> Yeah, um, I used George. to. I I watched all of them on repeat, mm-hmm. except Phantom Menace, which as a kid I struggled to watch. Even as even, a kid, even Attack of the Clones, I I did quite like as a kid. We'll get to it because I have a hateful opinion of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, because there's less of them, mm-hmm. should we just do one at a time? Should we start yeah. at ten and then do it one at a time? Yeah. Um, yeah, ten films. Do you want to go first? Do you want, um, I'll go first then. Okay. From, unless you want to go first. No, I don't mind. Okay. My number 10 mm-hmm. is episode one of Phantom Menace. Really? Okay. okay. I, I I recently, because of Star Wars, I also restarted like a, a watch through. Mm-hmm. I said I wasn't I wasn't going to watch. Did you Solo. Skip? I did watch Solo. I oh. watched them all. Right, okay. Not necessarily in the right order. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, t- tonight I'm on uh, New Hope. Oh, okay. I've got five cool, left. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, Phantom Menace. I watched this. It. I don't know where to start with this. Bad. I don't hate it. I hate it. I. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has some real pacing issues. Yeah, definitely. I think, definitely. I think the final battle. I'm, I'm sorry, George. I, I, I'm sorry, I, George. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this now. Yeah. I know perhaps George Lewis comes under fire for mm-hmm. the, the prequels. I would like to say yeah. that. I'm not going to completely slate him because he did birth. The yeah. original trilogy, uh, yeah. and as a result of yeah. that, he will and always be. To be completely fair, this is his movie. Yeah, it wasn't a studio until I to make Anakin a kid. Mm. It was his. He wanted, yeah. he wanted to do it. So I will, despite even in this now, I might <clears> be a little critical, but I will always appreciate George Lucas and Absolutely. everything he has yeah. done. Absolutely. I feel like that's necessary to yeah. start straight away. Yeah, but the uh, particularly the final battle is paced horribly. I know I'm not. This is the only. Yeah. This is the only occasion I'm going to compare this to a Marvel film. Mm-hmm. Any of the Star Wars films, like, but in terms of pacing a battle, mm. the sixth or the second and the third act of Infinity War mm. is perhaps, for me, the ultimate example of how to perfectly pace mm. several different battles. Yeah, different acts in planes, because like. you have you have Thor mm-hmm. getting um, Stormbreaker, you have Iron Man and yep. the Guardians and Spider Man, Doctor Strange fighting Thanos, and then you have the Battle of Wakanda. Yeah. And they are interwoven so brilliantly. Yeah. And then you have the final battle of a Phantom Menace, yeah. which I honestly think that the lightsaber battle at the end should be shown just interruptedly full. I know, yeah. Because there's a particular section mm-hmm. in the bit where the laser shields come down. Yeah. If they kept that hole, that mm-hmm. would be an amazing scene because yeah. it keeps the tension. Yeah. But by cutting but, away to bloody Anakin, find that... And Jar Jar Binks, like, just doing his <laughs> Darth thing. Jar Jar. Yeah, Darth Jar Jar. Yeah, it's a um, problem. And I also think that this looks visually isn't great, isn't a visually looking film. It's 1999 CGI. The, again, I hate to slate the actors because <clears throat> I don't like slating actors. No. But none of the actors are particularly good. They try. It's, the thing I, is, though, it's Liam Neeson. It's you, McGregor. It's Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Like, and they can't get anything good out of this. I know. That's to tell you that you know, there's <laughs> something wrong with dialogue. Or I also think that they perhaps 
made a mistake with that because the the originals <clears throat> and the sequels have had great success mm-hmm. from primarily choosing their original main characters yeah. from actors that are fa- sorry are fairly unknown mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Whereas in this, you've got you've got Liam Neeson. Yeah. You've got Ewan McGregor, who I think at this point had done Train Spotting. He did, yeah. And you of course have Natalie Portman, who at this point is still quite a famous child actor. Yeah. Quite. I think that puts a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. Also, I think um, the idea of George Lucas, and I appreciate that the fact that he did this because his uh, his like he wanted to do all these digital effects and yeah. push, push the boundaries, which he did. Which he did. Yeah, would yes. Without yeah, yeah. Jar Jar Binks, we would not get Avatar. Yeah, because like, the the special effects in this film aren't necessarily amazing. Yeah, but, but the first like of its kind. Lucas Arts is perhaps it is definitely the the lead in yeah. digital effects because yeah. don't they do they do all the de aging don't they yeah for for Marvel it's films like, it's like the the first step but it's a force because obviously mm-hmm. the first step is never going to be the best step mm-hmm. because in, de- it, in yeah. digital technology if you look at a lot of other CGI uh, <coughs> and special effects from the yeah. from the late nineties and mm-hmm. the early two thousands this yeah. does it's a lot better stuff yeah and we'll get to it, but uh, like even episode three like it's a the leap there. Is like quite mm-hmm. big and yeah, the the yeah. in episode three is excellent. Yeah, but I think like just I think in general, the prequels as whole are directed really flatly. The characters just walk and just tell each other the explicitism, mm-hmm. and, and I have no honestly, God, my main problem with Fat Menace is that it is overall it is pointless. It's a bit. I have to admit, it's a bit dull. It's I think just, for me, the reason that I don't hate this film is I do still appreciate the final lightsaber duel. Yeah. I think if it wasn't for that... And people like pod racing, like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I, I'm not a big fan <laughs> not, of it. Never am I. Also, there is a slight problem with the final lightsaber duel in terms of... It's not... The choreography mm-hmm. is slightly off in terms of some of the lightsaber swings. Mm-hmm. They're going nowhere near... <laughs> oh, they're they're going, going nowhere near the yeah. opponent. All right. <laughs> but apart from that, I do think it's an excellent... Yeah. It's an excellent final battle. Uh, yeah. I'll get into I'll let you go. Okay, my last one. So I also have star ratings for, by the way. Okay. On my app. So out of five stars, my last one is Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. It has half of one star. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This, Mm -hmm. I hate this film. Do you? As in, I've been in life for 19 years, Mm -hmm. and I I have never been able to get through this entire film. Really? It is so boring. It is so bland. I hate all the characters from Obi-Wan, and even he has something boring to do. And... (laughs) The ending has like there's even Phantom Menace has that sort of like lightsaber battle at the end mm. and a bit of fun there and but I think the last big thing that this film was meant to do like to hook to hook you is the Yoda battle but I hate the Yoda battle <laughs> I hate Yoda over lightsaber why is he using a lightsaber he's meant to be so good with the Force he doesn't need this like mm. anything like that I do find that peculiar as yeah well. same as Darth, although I do uh, get I do get a little bit of enjoyment from the fact that he only goes in and he starts screaming. If you watch it, he starts yelling. He's like, "Does he? Yeah. Does he? Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he's doing all his flicks." Yoda screaming, so Larry. <laughs> it's genuinely that's the redeeming factor wow. for me. Yoda. <laughs> he does. He yells as he goes in. Oh Every, my god! Not all the time. But as he as he first goes in, he first pulls yeah. out his lightsaber and then yeah. he just goes in. He's angry, man. He's yelling. You know how like the Sith use hatred? <laughs> Maybe Yoda's a Sith. Yoda. Um, but yeah, that film is. It's just, I mean, for example, there's not even one real stormtrooper, uh, clone trooper. 
I, I was going to get to this later. I think there are a lot of peculiar decisions in the mm-hmm. the prequel trilogy, but for me, the strangest and the one I do not understand is why the hell are the clone troopers' armor CGI? I've got why. I've got no idea. Why are they CGI? Also, like, just build some armor. Know, it's not that hard. I know it was two thousand two, but they must have seen how bad it looked whenever they had like, had a shot of this clone trooper by itself looking at Yoda. Because I swear it, it looks terrible. It really does, and like there are some standout moments, like whenever like we come to like I think it's one shot in particular where there's like a dust cloud and this clone trooper is just firing into the mist, yes. and you yeah. see like the lights like reflecting off the clone trooper, and it mm-hmm. looks really good mm-hmm. because everything's covered in dark and there's like light sources that look really interesting. Yeah. But whenever you just do the general George Lucas direction, which is Samuel Jackson on a blue screen thing just Flipping talking to nothing, and I mean, wait, are they are they completely CGI? Yeah, is nobody there? Nobody. Like, is nobody in like a, a mocap suit? No. You're joking. No. I I assumed that it was just somebody in a mocap no. suit. Maybe for like the scenes where they take off the helmet and talk to someone in the third one, I think maybe. But other than that, no. Um, but the second one, I just think it's so like, even though the first one is pointless, and it is like a bad film. Mm-hmm. Second one to me is just so much worse because it actually like. It just like you have a film with you actually are in the middle of the action. Technically, you are. It is Anakin and Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and their friendship is boiled down to a one scene in an elevator where they expose it to the audience and tell instead of show how they're friends by saying, "Now that time I saved you in that thing," yeah. and then Obi Wan yeah, goes, hate- "Yeah, I remember that." <laughs> and what what also irritates me about some of the I'll get into dialogue when I talk about it, but. Mm-hmm. And um, there's in that scene at the beginning where they have the scene in the elevator, yeah. the scene in Padme's little apartment, yeah, and the scene when they are chasing the yeah. uh, bounty hunter, yeah. It just it it just gets to me how often how often Obi Wan calls Anakin my young Padawan. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I get the point. I've got nothing against the law of George Lucas and the Star Wars mm-hmm. films, but the idea that every time you talk to someone, you got to say the word master or Padawan or whatever or mm-hmm. senator. Shut up. You're in the middle of battle. What are you doing? And also, I think that entire fight scene is so weightless. In um, Not fight scene, but like kind of the chase scene mm-hmm. in uh, Coruscant. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Coruscant. Um, it's so weightless because, for example, the chase starts with everyone jumping out of a window, <laughs> hanging onto a little droid, which then just flies about with him on it. Mm-hmm. One thing, the droid, just go onto a wall, explode, and he just drops to his death. Think about it. That's a good point. I, I am... And then, what happens multiple times in, in this chase? Anakin just jumps out of a car, free falls for about a minute, and just lands on another car, and just goes, I'm cool, I'm cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> but he's like, he's t- everyone's totally fine with anything they're doing. And I know they're Jedi, I know they can fly, technically, but like, <laughs> it's so weightless, and like, ah. Oh. However, good sound design, this film. Fair enough, fair enough. That, and probably that's it for me. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm gonna sort of, this is a nice smooth transition. Mm-hmm. My number nine is Attack of the Clones. Right. So I'm I'm can't move on to this, but I'm gonna partially defend this film. Okay. Now when I was rewatching this, I was rewatching it in order, but my DVD just just died. Right. So I did have to I reordered the new one and I've watched it, but I didn't end up watching after all the other prequels. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why I need, why you needed to know that, but you know, it's a bit of background Interesting. information. <laughs> I I liked this as a kid, mm-hmm. primarily because of the battle on Geonosis. Yeah. And I also like Obi-Wan in these films. Even, yeah. even the little fight with Django, I don't mind that. 
Um, I do I mind it. <laughs> do, I do think the best thing about the prequels mm-hmm. is, is Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And perhaps the second would be, you might not agree with this, but I do like Ian McDiarmid. Oh, as, I do. I love him. As the Chancellor. Absolutely. He's the best character in the movie. Because he has scenes where the entire point is George Lucas saying to him, be obviously evil and pretend <laughs> you're not trying to be evil. And it's just him going, do it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you are a senator. <laughs> I know that there's one point in, like, uh, I think it's in the second one, mm-hmm. where it's like, if only, I think it's the second one, it's like, there's a conversation, Bail Organa, mm-hmm. there's Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. And he says, if only somebody could recommend giving me supreme control of the Oh, center. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And Jar Jar's looking there like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, doesn't Jar Jar get appointed to, like, the senator of Naboo or something like that? Yes, he does. And he essentially starts to ball rolling for him to be in power. Yes, he does. What a moron. Or... Darth Jar Jar. Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> is he a Sith? Mm-hmm. He is Snoke. Master. Um... I, oh, yeah. I have grown an appreciation for the prequels, by the way. Yeah. I feel like I have. Because um, I, well. I used to flat out hate them, but mm. um, now that I, like, I look at it, it's like, Joe Lucas, him, he did do what he wanted to do. Yeah. There's not, there's, this isn't like a movie that, like, it's not the main Spider-Man 2 where Mark Webb wanted to make a film, then studio went, put in five villains and do <laughs> it. It is Joe Lucas' film. Mm. And what a lot of things that he did here, it does help fit like other films in terms of technology. Yeah. But seeing that, it is like a good tech reel, a tech, like a tech demo, but other than that, it's mm-hmm. just very flat and the characters yeah. are boring and yeah. stale, really. I nearly ranked this one place above where it is on my list. So it, it is nice. Really? It was nearly eighth, but I did change my mind. Really? I like the Geonosis scene where yeah. all the Jedi arrive and you just see all the lightsabers ignite yeah. across the battlefield. Yeah. I think that would have been actually better if it was night time. Yeah, probably, yeah. Or raining. Or raining, yeah. But, yeah. for me, what does drag this film down? Again, George, I'm sorry. Hayden Christensen, I'm sorry. And Natalie Portman, I'm sorry. But the, the Anakin Padme romance it's is, pr- I'm sorry, it is... Oh, it's nauseating. It is. It actually is like... That, that, that is why it is as low as it is on my list. It is sickening to watch. it's just... The dialogue, I'm going, I'm sorry, but it's just, and it's I know, painful. I know it's a galaxy far, far away, I know, mm-hmm. but who talks like, my love for you is, uh, <laughs> has no bounds, and... I hate sand. I hate sand, <laughs> and was it, it's like, I'm, oh, he says something, he actually says a serious, like, a casual conversation, he's like, I am haunted by the kiss you should never have given me, and I'm thinking, <laughs> like, what, Are you, what? You're not into there. He's probably talking to nothing because he's on a blue screen, and Padme is can't be there because of scheduling conflicts, and he's probably talking to a tennis ball. And <laughs> I'm haunted by a kiss. He's probably never. It's horrible. And one one bit I I actually did dislike as a kid. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why. I thought it was weird. Mm. The bit with the pear. <laughs> Or the fruit. Oh my god! Yeah. Where he slices, oh. like he he uses the force and he pushes he pushes he pushes the fruit towards Padme. Yeah. And Padme just daintily spears it with her fork. Yeah. How has she done that? There's know. no momentum on the fruit. And number one, there's no momentum. The fruit is entirely CGI. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can. Anyway. And, oh yeah, and if you look closely as well, they don't look close. You can see it once she puts the pet into her mouth from the fork. 
it can tell it was like a digital pair because it does like a weird like it just moves like forward like <laughs> it just slides forward into a mouth and you're like oh, stop it's really I, I, I know we do we are perhaps criticising them a little bit mm-hmm. but even though I do think they do remarkably well considering a lot of it is CGI yeah like in talking to Jar Jar in talking to the clones yeah I think they do do quite well yeah. in terms of you do actually believe that they are there yeah do I I don't actually I do actually I don't know do I don't want to know <laughs> right, I on. believe it like I believe it when they're in like a real set mm. so like whenever in like Padme's home or yeah Padme's other home <laughs> I think that's it they're all in real sets mm. oh in the Jedi Temple I feel like yeah. there I do but whenever like one a sand planet and it's like endless sand and you're like yeah. mm, no I don't think this is real <laughs> but uh just such bad writing. It's just a shame as well. Ugh. In the interest Whatever. of time, do you want to move on? Sorry. Yeah. Like, like, you, you can have your point and then I'll move on. Uh, like this, I was going to say the score is good. I mean, yeah. They, this and, soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, my number two, like upwards, is. Nine. Not, yeah, nine. Nine. Uh, yeah, nine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. It's one star. Again, it's pointless. It. I don't understand the choice to make Jar Jar into. I don't understand Jar Jar's arc either. Like, I think. He's an annoying character, number one, because no one in the in the movie like tells him to shut up and like a Han Solo type of character who would. So yeah. like he's just a character you meant to accept and love, but I don't love Jar Jar Binks. He's annoying, um, and the I think this arc is meant to be at the end of the film. He's meant to like become less clum- clumsy and like help win the war. Mm-hmm. But the way he does that is by being clumsy. <laughs> by dropping them ball things. Yeah, on. he like drops his ball ball thing like exploding bomb things, and then he like takes down the tank accidentally and then like accidentally with his foot like drags around a, a trooper and shoots everyone like so he's not really doing anything good he's still being clumsy but in a good way somehow by chance <laughs> I don't get it <laughs> and also Qui-Gon why is he in the movie why is Qui-Gon meeting Anakin for the first time and why is Qui-Gon saving his life soon it be Anakin yeah surely Anakin no, uh, soon, soon it be Obi-Wan soon Obi-Wan be the one on top we can talk to, to Anakin find him yeah and be like his friend as a child and like mm. Okay. <laughs> Most of the queen thing, why is there a double queen? I don't know. And why is that a twist? I don't care. One other thing I don't understand, talking about, right, in Attack of the Clones, she's no longer queen. Mm-hmm. Their queen's elected. Yeah, I know. And they have an elected senator. Yeah. I don't what? understand. I don't understand it. No. I could, uh, yeah. Because um, the queen, <laughs> the, the queen's second one is like a different, complete, different girl. And she's like, how's your electoral campaign going? I was like, what are you talking about? Why are you elected? I thought she was his sister. <laughs> I, I know they have like double elected roles. Like for example, like, in real life, because like France has an elected president and yeah. an elected prime minister, I think. Yeah, right. But a queen? A queen? Who elects a queen? I don't know. It should be, isn't it like a you know a family sort of like blood yeah. thing? Okay. Unless somebody dies and then they take the throne. Yeah. Anyway. Number three. <laughs> do you want to try and move on? Yeah. A lot to clean about in those two films. This this is perhaps my first dilemma. The two films here that I, I don't know which way to put them. Okay. Um, my number eight is Solo. Oh really? Okay. I don't dislike this film. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Same, because my thing is the same thing. Is it? Mine's next as well. Mine's number yeah. eight, seven, eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, number eight. Yeah, I got three stars for it. So it went yeah. up for quite a bit. I like it. It's I think fine. It's fine. I think. Hansel, uh, Hansel, uh, Alden Ehrenreich yes. is Hansel. I do think he's good. I think he's good, and I do think he he gets a lot of the time he gets Harrison Ford's mannerisms yeah. nailed on. Yeah, 
it does feel and like also it's like his own spin as well. I think. Yeah, like a bit of child, almost wind, uh, child, childlike sort of things. Um, yeah, I think he does. I think he's good. Yeah. Hmm. Um. <laughs> two things I have about this. Firstly, I do think it kind of messes. It doesn't mess it up, but it slightly alters Han Solo's arc because at the end of this mm-hmm. you think oh yeah he's a hero mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily where you find him at the beginning of no. New Hope like his his defining a... act of heroism is when he comes back to save Luke from Luke. Vader yeah but in New Hope yeah and before that he's completely like some sort of like scum sort of like uh, he's, yeah, smuggler. he's a smuggler. smuggler and he has like a a very hero-like arc where he's sort of, I've got to do yeah. the right thing. I mean, the Clark's yeah. character like, tells him... He gets him, his money at the end of New Hope, but then comes back even then. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's weird, isn't mm. it? But, I mean, I don't think... I don't think However... That, in judging in isolation, yeah. I don't think that, that arms the film. Nah. I just think it's sort of a bit odd. However, there is meant to be a trilogy. It was meant to be a trilogy, wasn't it? Yeah, there was. So there's definitely meant to be a sequel. Which is why I think it ended weirdly with um, mm-hmm. Lando and Han not at all friends compared yeah. to where we meet them in Empire Strikes Back where they are friends with a bit of like history and that's mm. it but uh, it's weird uh, it's a weird movie something else weird about it is the Darth Maul thing mm-hmm. right have you have you seen Rebels I know that he gets killed yeah you didn't so that's why this is a particularly odd thing mm-hmm. because obviously if they're going to do another one they'd probably set it up where Maul is the big villain because he's the head of Crimson Dawn yeah one of the crime syndicates. Syndicates. You obviously you'd have Lando, you'd have Chewbacca, you'd have Han, you'd have um, what's she called? Any of the class character? Kira. Kira. Um, I assume you'd also probably because he, he mentions Jabba at the end. Mm-hmm. But we have Jabba, and I think if they were going to do a sequel, they would have to put Boba Fett in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is. Kira is the only character who you don't know the fate of. Everybody else you know survives. Good point, good point. Because yeah. you know the big the big villain Darth Maul, you know he survives because you know he dies in Rebels. Yeah. You know Han Solo survives, you know Chewbacca survives, you know Lando survives, you know yeah. Jabba survives, you know Boba survives. Prequels, eh? Prequels. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're in, you're in an odd position if you were yeah. going to continue. But the only thing you could do is show how he lost his empire because in Rebels he doesn't. he's not the head of Crimson Dawn. No. So, and also, also, um, also, also, um, it was pointed out to me on another, it's on YouTube, someone watching YouTube, they pointed out that what's hilarious about the introduction of Darth Maul is that he ignites his lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. And just <laughs> as, if, as if to make it clear, here is my double lightsaber. I am indeed I am Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah, and he does this to like he's on like a hologram by the way. He's not in a yeah. room. He's on a hologram. Gets slices of it, and it gets like cracks it open. And then there's like does this. Does he just waves it about. Waves it about. I'm like you're not you're not threatening anyone here. You're, you're not you're not in the room. You're in a hologram, mate. You're not doing anything. Yeah. Why? Anyway, but I think the weird thing about Solo was when I came out of that movie, 2018 or something. I came out. Oh, wow. with, it was the day after my prom. Really? Mm, I went to the day after the prom. Um, I came out and just thought, that was completely fine. And I current, after about half an hour, I could barely remember what happened. Hmm. And I remember just thinking, I think we did the castle run. I think we did the castle run. <laughs> did we do the castle run? <laughs> I don't think we did. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I watched it again mm-hmm. later on, Blu-ray or something, like, much later. And I remember like, 
it went on for ages. But, like, in a more fun way, I guess, than the prequels, because it went on for ages, but in terms of, like, it looked good and it was, it was, like, banter in a ship and, like, <laughs> shooting things. But also it went on, like, for the castle run finishes after, like, half an hour, it feels, and then we start another act scene immediately yeah. after it on that beach planet thing. Mm. Um, and I just don't even remember, like, what happened at the end, mm. to be honest. I remember Paul Bettany is a villain, I guess. Yeah, Paul, but Paul Bettany gets shanked. Does he? I can't, he gets shanked I can't like remember. A, and then I um, watched it twice. And I can't then, remember. Yeah, then Han shoots Beckett. Yeah, I think it's very forgettable, but generally kind of like well made. Yeah. It reminds me, it, of, honestly, it reminds me of Ant Man in a way. Yeah, but I don't hate it as much because it, yeah. it looks good and it has some good action. Yeah, it's well made. The train yeah. sequence is good. I would like to say that I, I quite, I quite dis, I dislike um, the droid. L three, L three. Is she like in the Millennium Falcon now? Like mm-hmm. she's in it. All right. <laughs> I'm not a big fan, but yeah. I know I accept I accept her presence. <laughs> yeah, I accept it more now that I realise she was um she is Phoebe uh, Waller-Bridge. Waller-Bridge. I love that now. I didn't know that. I had no idea that was yeah. until like last uh, this year. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna have a sassy droid. Yeah. Um, Bridge is perhaps. Best one to play it. I think KTS is the best. Oh. I like KTS. Oh, yeah. So good. Uh, Rogue One. Would you like to do the next move on to the next yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, draw call. My next one is uh, one I watched recently mm-hmm. for the, the rewatch, mm-hmm. and I started from here. Uh, yeah. Episode three, The Revenge of the Sith. Funnily enough, it's number seven, isn't it? Yeah. Funnily enough, Same. my number seven is also Revenge of the Sith. Right. Uh, three stars. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, for the most part fine i think it's got the same prequel problems that i have before i i i think the the this is a i think it's a massive step up from the first two. Oh yeah i think the yeah. dialogue is yeah. vastly better the acting the is the acting is better i really think aiden christ i know it's perhaps it's not popular mm-hmm. opinion but i do think aiden christensen really grows into the role mm-hmm. into this one so, I, do, I do quite I like so, him yeah. in anakin in this yeah and i think the main step up, I think, is the beginning and the end of this film. Mm-hmm. The middle is where I think the problems are happening, the same sort of prequely problems yeah. of kind of weird dialogue and green screen, mm-hmm. walking around, talking about stuff, and just like, what we're doing? Oh, we're having an effects reel. Oh, we're doing effects now, okay. <laughs> um, but I think the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. the end of this movie, is very good in the sense yeah. that the, the beginning, battle. and it, can't, it doesn't make up for it because we could have had two films and being friends, but it kind of like sets them up as friends in a way that the first two just didn't do. Mm-hmm. Like when they're in the ship, and it was like a genuine like kind of banter there, and yeah. they have got like that sort of. Uh, remember that time I shaved last time, but this time it kind of works because yeah. they're in like a battle and they're doing like stuff and they, yeah. and they save each other. And there's at one point even when Anakin says, like, even though they got like a missing in hand to save uh, Palpatine, mm-hmm. there's like some like clone troopers getting like shot up or something like that, and he goes, "I'm gonna go help them." And yeah. I was like, "Don't, don't do that. We've got to do this." And he's like, oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, I want to guess that from the first two movies. Like, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I the opening sequence. Of this is it's the best, best of the prequels. Yeah, easily. It's yeah. it's a, it's a really good action yeah. sequence. Yeah, I like all the light. I know apart from except for one, I like all the lightsaber fights in this film. What's the one you don't like? The Yoda Palpatine one. Yeah, actually, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, the, the, there is a bit of there's the, the bit where they both use the Force mm. that I like. Yeah, yeah. The oh, actual yeah, yeah. late lightsaber bit. It's a bit weird. Yeah. It kind of has the same, I don't think to the same extent, but the same problem episode one has in the sense that it cuts between the two battles. Mm. And I do think it does it better. But uh, yeah, I prefer 
I preferred this version of it because I do like like both battles in the Dragon mm-hmm. War set, especially Anakin versus Obi Wan. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, it's a great fight. It's uh, a great fight. I think it goes on a bit long. It does. I don't need them swinging on, mm-hmm. swinging on rope, doing mm-hmm. like something in lava. Yeah. I don't need that. But uh, I think, yeah, I think overall is like I would go as far as say it's a good film. Yeah, I think it's a good film. It's a pretty good film. Uh, it's, it's, uh, and I think the and I think the, it, the dialogue as well during Anakin and Obi Wan's final battle yeah. it is quite heart wrenching. Yeah, I yeah, do it think is. It's, it's like. Um, so, yeah, I have one. I have failed you, Anakin. Yeah, I have failed you. And I think it's Obi Wan in general. Like I think this is why you and is great. The fact that yeah, they, I barely got the fact that they were friends in the first mm-hmm. two. I got a bit more in this film, but by him just acting it at the end, yeah. I completely disbelieve it. But yeah, it's like I... you're my brother. <laughs> you're my brother, Anakin. Like, oh, you, were, you were supposed to. You were supposed to bring balance to the yeah. force. Yeah, leave it in darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I think the best response ever is Anakin God. I hate you! <laughs> and that's it, that's it. <laughs> and he burns alive. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Chancellor is evil, Anakin. Yeah. From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. Yeah. <laughs> then you truly are lost, then. Uh, <laughs> I also think this film like gets a lot of helping out the fact that it has like, quite a bit of like a darker sort of lighting in mm, the sense that yes. there's a lot of shadows. Like, it's in, there's, like, in the first two, there's a lot of flat sort of lighting. It's like, just general. Sorry, no, sorry, Cam. Uh, there's in the first two, there's like some sort of like it's all kind of flat. Everything kind of looks the mm-hmm. same. Everything's over, not over it, but like all like lit, so mm-hmm. you can see anything. But in this movie, like there's even yeah. a scene where they walk into a room and it's over it, like it always is in the prequels. And yeah. then for some reason, Obi-Wan just goes, Oh, I'll turn off the lights. And it gets really <laughs> dark and shadowy, and you can see half the face, and you're like, This yeah. is really cool now. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> like a vibe. I like it. Uh, what I was going to say is, I've just remembered that. There isn't. Uh, there isn't. I, uh, I. I said. I just said that I like all the lightsaber fights in this, mm. except for one. That is not true because I've just remembered another one. This does perhaps have the worst lightsaber fight in all the Star Wars. The four Jedi versus Palpatine. Oh my what god! What a dreadful oh fight! Three Jedi die because right, they're no. not looking in the right direction. <laughs> I swear to God. The worst thing about this is that the first one dies with literally the first swing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, of a lightsaber. Palpatine does a little, yeah, little spinning it's thing. It's so funny. And literally, he just plunges the lightsaber. Like this. Yeah. And he does nothing to block it. Just, it is right in front of him. And he does nothing. And number one, before all this happens, Palpatine does a little spinny thing in the air, lands. You'd think that would wake him up. you think the Jedi will go, oh, shit, I've got to get ready. Yeah. Nothing. To be fair, right, one of get Fisto, who's the one that dies last, Yeah. he puts up a decent fight. Does Kit a fish though? Probably, I can't remember, but I never but had the, the first one dying really badly. Oh dear me. Mace Window puts up a fight. <laughs> oh. I do think that fight ends really well though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, I feel it does. like the ending it of um, the window smashing and then lightsaber like, getting put out the window and then Palpatine like, getting chopped off and yeah, and also Palpatine. I think I think this looks really like great. Mm-hmm. Palpatine on the ground and like running away from him, like yeah. Mace Window into the corner. Anakin comes in. Mm-hmm. I feel that's really cool. Because um, <laughs> I feel like he knew that Anakin was coming in. Yeah. He'd like sense it or something. Yeah. So he thought, okay, I'll just lose the lightsaber now. And then like run away like I'm coward into a corner so that when, like, when he comes in, it looks like I was getting attacked. Yeah. And I think that's like brilliant, like Palpatine sort of thing. Yeah, it is. And it also perhaps the genius moment I absolutely love, mm-hmm. which is when he starts, starts, I think it's the second time he does the, the lightning. Yeah. Unlimited, Unlimited power! <laughs> You don't need to say that. But it's so good, though, isn't it? That, I think that, that is the single moment where I think, yes, Ian, 
Yeah. Ian McDonald, Ian, what a legend. You legend. He's so good. I love him. But uh, yeah, I think overall, obviously because it's 2005, the effects have gotten a lot better for some oh, 1999 CGI. Because it means that like 1977 and like the first three Star Wars films look so much better than mm-hmm. the first two prequel yeah. two, two, uh, 2000s films. Oh, yeah. It's just like it's like a real part. You could touch. You feel like you touch the things in the, yeah. in the original trilogy because they're real things. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Yeah. So it's like, mm. but uh, yeah, the third one. I think I always think I always used to think it was a like kind of simultaneously underrated and overrated because I feel yeah. like I you put it in the camp of the prequels, therefore the bad. But I thought always thought mm-hmm. it was better than that. But then I think people also go too far with saying like, oh, it's the best Star Wars film ever. It's not that. I, yeah, it's not I, that. It's not that good. It's not that. It's just pretty good and it's. It it's does, a good bridge between four and three. In my eyes, it does sort of redeem the prequels. Sort of. The prequels I could just watch that film and be like, yeah, prequels, prequels are yeah, good. Yeah, it does. You can just watch that film and you yeah. can get... It's the only film in the original trilogy that matters, yeah, in effect. It really does. If you're watching it for the entire... Like, for example, if you're starting your mm-hmm. Star Wars run-through now, yeah. you can skip the first two prequels. Yeah. I, I am re-watching all the films mm-hmm. with my parents who, who have watched Star Wars, but I don't think understood what it was about because he had no idea what it was going. <laughs> so I started the prequel and yeah. I thought, if I saw episode three and not episode one and two, will it be okay with that? And will they get it? And they completely were. Yeah, completely. Was... You don't need episode one. You mm-hmm. really don't need. It. And it's good because I don't like them. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you can skip. For much of my life, I I I will try never to ever watch mm-hmm. those two films again. I don't need to watch yeah. them again. I really hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say I hate them, but I I do get where you're coming from. Yeah. Do you want to move on to the next one? Uh yeah. My um, my number six, my next one, is Rogue One. Oh my god, same. Is it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Three and a half stars this time. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, in terms of this ranking, I think it's definitely, this is the point where mm-hmm. this feels Star Wars. Completely yeah. and utterly. Yeah, this it is captures a, part of the original trilogy. Yeah, this is actually a good Star Wars film, I would say. This is where we're getting to the good uh, stuff. And what, what elevates this is, is the final act. Yeah. In which yeah. I think it has, for me it has one of... Barring a few moments later on, mm-hmm. I think if if you're if you're watching it from number one, it's perhaps the first film you come across where you think, yeah, this and this, this is this, this is, is good. an epic, spe- yeah, this is an epic war. space fight, yeah, because this features perhaps one of my favourite special effects in Star Wars films, which is the bit where the um, I can't remember what they call it now. The, the hammerhead, the hammerhead corvette, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, pushes uh, the star destroyer into another star destroyer, yeah. which falls on the gate, yeah, which destroys the gate. <laughs> That's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I I never when I first watched this film, I really like loved it, mm-hmm. and the more I watch it, I kind of less love it. I always think yeah. it's kind of like I don't ever believe that this group of people are like actually like getting together and like mm-hmm. like good friends now at the end yeah. of the film, but. I still do get quite emotional just based on the fact that how good the filmmaking is yeah. at the end, mm-hmm. where they're like on the planet and about to die. Yeah, and I just think it's just, it is uh, it is worth like the first yeah. hour or so is a bit iffy. I think. Yeah. So. I I also really appreciate that they they didn't pull the punches at the end in mm. terms of no they didn't. <laughs> you you know none of these fi- these are in the original trilogy. Do they survive? No, no. <laughs> they they no. are all dead, and no as one. if to remove all ambiguity about this, yeah. we are then going to destroy the entire base yeah. with a bolt from the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> oh, god, because uh, it is genuinely sad. Particularly the 
that the pilot just sort of mm-hmm. his death comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. With a grenade, but the um, the droid is quite sad. Yeah. K two. K two. My favorite droid. Yeah. Probably not. I'd be BF, but. Uh, and then the death, the rest of the Force guy. I'm with the Force and the Force. I love that guy. I love him so much. I love him. I is the thing about like, this film is that I feel like I like all the characters, but I can never tell you their names. I think the new character's name is Jin Erso. Jin Erso. I Jin Erso. Cassian Andor. Well, I have no idea. I I want to remember the, the others, and I can't remember the pilot. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, I remember. There's Mads Mikkelsen character is. Um, Galen. Ga- yeah, Galen. Galen Erso. Yeah. The Forest Whitaker's character is Saul Guerrero. He was in the. It's not a spoiler, by the way. He's in the Jedi or Jedi Fallen Order game. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. when he's younger. Oh, is that game set between three and four? Yeah, oh, I thought it was six and seven. Oh, okay. And <laughs> um, I also remember um, Mad, uh, not Bad Mix. I've already said that one. Ben Mendelsohn, uh, director comic. Oh yeah, I like. I really like I him. Like him this, yeah. this is the first thing I've seen him he's in. He's good. And I do really like him. However, I just remember now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Cushing, Back from the Dead. CGI. I've got a bit of trivia for you. The person under the mask. If you watch your soaps, um, the guy under the mask is the hospital. I think he's the coordinator in Hobby City. I don't, I don't watch that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> in case you do, any of you listening, does. Uh, he's in Hobby City. And uh, once you once you see him, once you know, you cannot unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is, it is very good. Mm-hmm. I cannot deny this. It is very good. Uh, however. My brain's on fire whenever I look at it. Yeah. It's definitely one of those ones that constitutes as the uncanny valley. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's polar expressive, like CGI mm. sort of things. Um, Particularly as well, the layer one at the end. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I don't understand why with that shot, it just didn't do. She's got the hood up. She turns the corner and you see like half her like, face, mm-hmm. like her lips and her nose. Yeah. And she goes, hope, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. We don't need to see her. I get it. I get it later. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Even the back of her head, to me, I don't yeah. understand. I mean, she doesn't even need to turn around. Yeah. Even with the hood up, you know who she is. You know it's Leia. You know she's on the Tantai 4. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're mm-hmm. not a nerd. Uh, <laughs> but um, even though it's just fan service, and I do always point this out as an argument against people that, like, I feel like I can always tell. It's not a good or bad thing. I could, but However, I can always tell... What kind of Star Wars fan a person is if they put Rogue One at like number two, one or two or three? Mm-hmm. Because even though I do like the scene, the Vader hallway, or, or even this Vader's presence in the entire yeah. film, it's just it is it just, is just fan, fan service. service. It is, but and it I, is cool. I do adore it. it one, one of Darth, one of the they also captured Darth Vader perfectly in one line he has. Hmm. You know, he forced checks Krennic. You let this go. What did you say? <laughs> Be careful not to choke on your ambition. And he does it what with, a lie! I know. And he does it with his like hand like this as well, like yeah. a finger, like sort of choking thing. Oh, mm. like, okay. <laughs> I, I I do actually think that despite all this, Anakin and Darth Vader have more, they must have maintained some form of sense of humor. Absolutely. Because yeah. he's banging out one line. Even this in the is original where the trilogy, fun begins. He's just <laughs> he's just banging out the one line really throughout is, the image. Darth Vader's banging him out. You know what? He's funnier than Anakin in <laughs> <laughs> the actual <laughs> people. Yeah. Um. I I remember being in the theater mm-hmm. in the cinema for Rogue One and they're, they're in the hallway mm. and I did I had no idea it was coming yeah you hear the breathing yeah and like this this, ha- this happens various times there are very few occasions in my when I've been to the cinema this happens it's only ever happened with perhaps Star Wars Paddington 2 
and Marvel films. Right, okay. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm, there are others, man, me, stuff like that. But um, you genuinely get a shiver down your spine. Right, yeah. Before you've actually seen what's going to happen. I know what you mean, yeah. Because I was like, what are they going to do? It's like a... It's just, it's just no, because you know it's like, oh yeah, he ignited the lightsaber. Yeah. My entire body is covered in goosebumps at this yeah. point. Because I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And even though, even though he's a villain, I want it to happen. Yeah. I don't care about all these rebels. I want them to die. Kill them all. I always... <laughs> do it. <laughs> I always equate it to like, it's kind of like seeing a video game that you played on the PS1 be yeah. like remastered for like yes uh, it is Darth Vader but he's also, mm-hmm. now he's doing cool things like yeah. but really like he's, do, he's like force grabbing a guy like and then mm-hmm. slashing him and like it's just really cool um, it's a really cool scene though mm-hmm. and I do I do think the last like 20 minutes of this film is pretty much perfect yeah it is yes. until like Leia face but that's mm-hmm. not that much of a big deal yeah but uh yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like it's got some problems. I don't really believe or know about any of the characters. I don't feel like... I think number one thing about Star Wars films is that the great ones are the characters. And I feel like in this one, they're kind of fall flat. Yeah. However, they do bring it together at the end. It does feel... Yeah. Just through filmmaking and craft, it does feel like mm-hmm. it's like good. Yeah, it's, but, uh, a very good it's a very well-made film. It is, yeah. Do you want to move on to five? Yeah. What's number five for you? Uh, Number five is Return of the Jedi. Wow. Are we the same again? We're the same again. Mine's okay. Return. Now, for me, this was a case of number four and five. Mm-hmm. I I genuinely don't know what order to put them in. Right. It's the case for, for four and five, as well as one and two. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much inseparable on this list. Right. Yeah. So, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. For me, it's three and a half stars, by the way. <laughs> Anyone cares? Um, I, yeah, I, I, I love this film. <clears throat> it's part of, again, part of my childhood. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm kind of similar to Revenge of the Sith in the sense that I do it's kind of a similar thing of um, the beginning's amazing the end's amazing mm-hmm. middle mm, I don't need it but uh, I, yeah, I, I as opposed to Rogue One and Return of the Jedi I do think that in the middle part is really carried and it's carried well by the main cast and the main characters absolutely yeah if you had the characters from 3 or the characters from Rogue One I do think it would, it would be it will be low, but I just think it's Han, it's Luke, it's yeah. Slayer, it's Chewbacca. Now, it is a conclusion, like I, a good conclusion. I would like to say a lot of people always refer to the uh, to the main three characters. No, I refer to them as the main four, because Lando. don't you dare forget Chewbacca. Oh, Chewbacca? Oh, there's Lando. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca is an OG, all right? Right, okay. Absolute legend, but not should R2-D2? not be forgotten. But not R2-D2 or T-P-O? Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> um, have you seen the advert for Safe Chewy the Dog? Yeah. I love that advert. Same. Um, <laughs> and then they have the cat at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Mm. I haven't seen a single advert for Star Wars yet, but I've seen a million for cats. I can't That's the vibe. It's yes. weird. Why is cats being more advertised more than Star Wars? <laughs> anyway. Pretend they're Jedi. Yeah. What's your general opinion? I, I really like it. I do really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has perhaps one of the best cases of... We have we have this character here. He, so far, he's been a very imposing figure. Mm. We've not actually seen him do anything. And we don't know what to do with him. What are we going to do? Kill him. Kill him in the opening minute. Just hit him yeah. with a stick and hit, let him fall into the dark pit. Hit, get a blind guy to hit him with a stick. <laughs> Dead. Mm. Okay. Um, uh. Leia's costumes makes me feel uncomfortable at the start. It didn't phase me as a kid, but now, now it's like, oh. it just phases me. It severely phases me. It's sort of yeah, like before that, this be... makes me feel uncomfortable yeah. because the trilogy has done a really good job of making Leia a very strong, 
She doesn't wear anything like that, does yeah. she? She's always like wearing. Mm-hmm. But mm. I accept its presence, not because it's not sexualizing her in a good way, if that makes sense. It does because make a, she slip. does. <laughs> yeah. She kills Jabba with the costume. Yeah, that's a good point. Which I think a lot of people miss that. A lot of yeah. people say, "Oh, well, Return of the Jedi is sexist because of this, whatever." I, I would strong. I know. I yeah. would strongly disagree with that statement yeah. because the message is there in that she kills him with the costume in yeah. the end. Yeah, she does, isn't she? Uh, that's, that's the thing that people should remember, I think. Yeah. I also just think that, in general, the ending, uh, like, planes of action, that I think Lucas tried to, like, recreate every, like, film after that, mm-hmm. that he made uh, in Star Wars, but I think he perfected it, like, here. Well, like, yeah. George Lucas, Richard Marquand was the director, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the free planes, like, of action, like, the everything going on in space. Yeah. Uh, Luke versus Han, mm-hmm. Han. <laughs> Luke, Luke versus <laughs> Luke versus Vader, and uh, Han and Leia on the ground of Endor and uh, mm-hmm. Moon of Endor, and uh, doing all that shit. I just think this is very good. It's, just, it's excellent, isn't it? Yeah. This is this is the first one on on this my list here that I would class as excellent. Yeah, it it is the original yeah. trilogy. It is, it is gold. It is great. It is one of my favorite all time favorite films. Mm. I feel bad about putting it as low as I have done. <laughs> But like, honestly, compared to every other film on this but, list, like it's we're, yeah. we're into that great Terry. Like, there's nothing in this that I just like. Even the Ewoks, I love yeah. the Ewoks. The Ewoks are great. Yeah. Bit of Wicket. Yeah, I would say um, from now going forward, winter the great film territories are. are like these yeah. films. The only reason that these are low is not because I dislike them. It's just the fact that I love these ones more. The higher ones more. Yeah. yeah. Um, my biggest problem with uh, Return of the Jedi. Is a problem everyone talks about, but I feel like I'm going to have a new spin on this. The <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, Ewoks. Uh-huh. My problem with Ewoks is not at all the fact that they're cute little things, probably made to sell toys. It's not at all the fact that they're made to. It's not the fact. Not at all the fact that they beat the mm-hmm. the, the, the What do you call them? Empire? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's um. My problem with is not, sticks. Yeah, but I don't have no problem with that at all. Mm-hmm. I just I believe for some reason I just believe that they could do that. But yeah. Uh, like guerrilla tactics, bit of Vietnam, yeah, a bit analogy. of Vietnam like analogies <laughs> of like you know logs coming down to destroy ATSDs. I believe mm-hmm. it. However, my problem is with the Ewoks is when they get introduced, they just stop the pacing. The pacing just goes dead. That is true. They, that, yeah, that, that's, it just that's my down only problem with the. That's my biggest and only yeah. probably real problem with the film is yeah. this: the pacing just stopped for a mm-hmm. good twenty minutes mm-hmm. in the middle of this film, where yeah. they get captured by Ewoks in the middle of a big fight. And then they get cut down from the big roar. <laughs> and then the 20 minutes of introducing Ewoks and all they do is go, yip, yip. and then that's, that's all we hear from them. And then we get like a long walk into mm. their pilot's place. And then we get yeah. a long talking scene trying to harbor some sort of like friendship between the two. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want this. But mm. we're getting it. And it's to stop the pacing completely. Yeah. Luke invaded concept doesn't matter anymore. We're concentrating on Ewoks, <laughs> right? So I feel like once they're done being introduced, and once they're just like, okay, now we can get on the story, but mm-hmm. Ewoks is in the background doing helping out. Yeah. I'm completely okay with the movie. This is one very weird problem of just like, why are we doing this? Why is the pacing? Why have you stopped anything? We've, we've just we stopped moving. What happened? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, they're adorable, right? Yeah, they are savages. Oh yeah. Let, let, let's not let's not forget about this, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they try to eat the main characters at one point, but also right at the end when they're having their celebrating battle, mm-hmm. they're using the stormtroopers' helmets mm-hmm. as instruments, Meaning which means cut off the head. <laughs> <laughs> that is savage. Yeah, it's like a jungle fit in a episode yeah. two, which I don't understand. But I know we've talked about Attack of the Clones, but why does his head not fall out? 
Because Boba Fett dark, picks the helmet out. Yeah. The head should fall out. The head should, like, pop out and onto his legs. And then, Ugh. <laughs> Dad! <Yeah. laughs> anyway. No, but should we move on? Uh, we move on? Yeah. Also, even though it's a really good scene, and I do really like it, and it does move it forward, mm-hmm. uh, overall, the, having the beginning of the film be about rescuing Hunt and essentially doing that one plot point, and spending so much time on that, I feel like it's a very weird choice. It's weird, but I, I don't doubt that it doesn't work. It's, I do think, I think it it's a good it's a good sequence, and I think it's helped by the fact that it's made well and it is like mm-hmm. exciting and generally yeah. like it feels like I feel out of all Star Wars, I feel that opening feels the most Saturday morning, uh, Flash Gordon-y sort of thing. <laughs> it just has that most like feeling. It's really fun, <laughs> but it's weird that we spend like the first half an hour to forty minutes just trying to rescue Han. That's the one plot point we're yeah. achieving here. It's weird, but I like it. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Number four for me, uh, mine is um, episode eight, the last Jedi. Okay, here we diverge here. We diverge. Here. Yes, yes. Um, I really like this film. Mm-hmm. There are things that for me perhaps hold it back from being a little bit higher. Right. And that is mainly I don't quite like the Canto Bright stuff. Okay. I think it's a bit a tad, and I see what it's there. I don't disagree with it. I just think it's a tad unnecessary mm-hmm. in the whole grand scheme of things. Right. But for me, this is this is the most beautiful Star Wars film. Absolutely. Yeah. Visually, this is, film is stunning. Oh, so good. I think the cinematography and the way this is directed mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Snoke's throne room looks so good. And there's the scene where Leia's in front of the, the crate gate. Oh, it's God, coming yeah. down. This film is stunning. Yeah. And it is perhaps the best single visual shot mm-hmm. belonging in this film, and that is the Holder Maneuver. Yeah. I remember being in the cinema, yeah. and it happens. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I remember for like a second not understanding what happened and going, yeah. wait, and I realised and going, ah! Did she? Did she? Yeah, yeah. Like, did she? Yeah. Did she just go into light speed? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, she's turning it around. Mm-hmm. What's she doing? Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Is she just going to like blast him with something and like, oh no, she's going to ram into them at mm-hmm. like light speed. Okay. Great. I mm-hmm. love it. Uh, yeah. And I love the idea of that during this they're running out of time mm-hmm. and that one by one the transports are getting destroyed before they get to crate. Yeah, and I love, that's horrifying I, in a way, I know, it? that it's horrifying. Yeah. And at the end, I love the fact the the amount of soldiers remaining in the resistance mm-hmm. is so few in one that room. all of them can fit on the Millennium Falcon. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Admit, it, and what are the odds? Nia Numbs in there. Oh, the yeah, 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 survived. Yeah. Akbar did not survive. Oh, my God. That actually broke my heart, you know. It didn't mean When that. he said, Akbar's dead. Yeah. What? For me, I don't... I was like, all right. There, there is a comic where they introduce his son. It's like an in-between comic is it, is where they introduce... Is called Akbar Jr., by any sense? <laughs> I would love that. Um, but it, in the comic, they basically explain that Admiral Akbar was really old anyway. Oh, was he? Oh. And that he probably died. Well, anyway. probably, yeah. He's from um, Return of Jedi, mm. so, yeah. It's a trap! <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah um, I know uh, one of the one of the problems people have pointed out with this is that they don't like the state of Luke. Hmm. I accept it's that, my but I do like that. Yeah. I think that is completely credible for Luke, and I do think that would happen mm-hmm. because he is the hero. Yeah, and of course he is still Darth Vader's son. Yeah. In terms of the... And also, Luke wasn't perfect. He wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> never perfect. Never was. Never was. He was never perfect. And I do think that's that shame of him going to live by himself mm-hmm. is completely credible. Yeah. I mean, he was, I like, he was like a second away from killing Darth Vader mm-hmm. in a fit of rage. Yeah. 
He's like he was like a second away from it. Mm-hmm. So him like maybe killing yeah. his nephew, but just deciding not mm-hmm. to is completely in his character yeah. to do that. And the one thing I also love, and th- this is also a feature of Ryan, another Ryan Reynolds films, *Knives Out*, mm. the way it deals with flashbacks. Yeah. In terms of that, there are three flashbacks. I know, but people yeah. don't like this. Different. Th- th- each one's different. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Same. I think that's phenomenal. The same situation with different eyes, and then we get like I think at first we get the most evil version, which is Kyle Ren saying he was going to, he was really, yeah. he, was, he was he was going to kill him definitely, and then Luke, I think, then, then it's Luke's, then then it's, <sighs> it's like Ren he, tells it, yeah, in that he found Luke over him with yeah. the lightsaber, yeah, and then the other one is that I think Luke's version is like at the beginning is Luke's version is like a general sort of he turned dark by himself and then just destroyed everything and went away, mm-hmm. and then near the end of the movie it's decides to tell the story which is what yeah. it's essentially the same story he did in Return of the Jedi where he was almost yeah. going to kill him and realise no why yeah. and he's, he's about to stop and then he t- he's awake and he turns around and goes are oh, you going to kill me yeah I also and in the end he does the right thing he returns mm-hmm. he sacrificed <clears throat> himself so that the rest of the resistance can escape Yeah, which is the most is, like it is the most Luke Skywalker thing to do it's the most Jedi thing that like, yeah. anyone's ever done because yeah, I always think it's very like, um, very. What do you call, I don't know how to call it. Mm. But, uh, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. But uh, the Jedi, they was about like, oh, we don't attack anyone. We're all peacekeepers. <laughs> but I swear to God, you jump out of windows and get your lights out at any, <laughs> any, 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 <laughs> any minute. So the idea for the Skywalker <laughs> to come as a hologram, <laughs> attacking no one really, mm-hmm. and just being there as a distraction, is yeah. the most Jedi pacifist, helping people yeah. sort of thing. And the entire yeah. point of that line of. Um, we win wars by not killing people that we hate, but by saving what we love. Yeah, that's the entire like that's the by point. Him, that him. is the point. Yeah, yeah. it just works for me. A yeah, lot. it does. And I think two two little things about that final conversation is again it's a bit cheesy, but I like the little when he brushes his shoulder. Yeah, after it comes out, so fun. But also something visually I like about this scene where where Kylo Ren approaches and he spins his lightsaber. Oh There's yeah, there's like a particular way in which he spins his yeah. lightsaber, which I think is really aesthetically yeah. pleasing. Also, like the throne room fight scene. Mm-hmm. Oh god, so what a scene! What a scene! I mean, overall, sort of movie in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, do you want to go? I'll go to my next yeah, one. Yeah, go to your next one. Uh, my my next one after Return of the Jedi is Star Wars, the original. The the first one, yeah. New Hope. Yeah. Oh, okay. So four and a half stars. So it's almost perfect. Okay, four and a half stars. Okay. Um, so this one, I I love a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot of great stuff great characters mm-hmm. especially I feel like the ending's pretty like generally pretty great yeah um, also like I feel like the one reason I don't like put it that highly is the fact that I just don't I don't I just don't understand the idea of beginning the movie with two droids walking around the desert for a while and then they go <laughs> opposite ways and then they get caught by Jawas and then he gets caught by Jawas and then they're on the way and I feel like it's very <laughs> roundabout way of this going why couldn't this land next to <laughs> why couldn't this land next to Luke Skywalker instead of this weird thing of like going back and forth and mm. all that like why do you have to do that and yeah but other than that I don't know I think it's a pretty great movie <laughs> obviously they're one of the classics I kind of started it all didn't it mm-hmm. um, yeah Alec Guinness in the movie is really good he is. You can, just... you can feel everyone around him like being like, "Oh shit, he's a real actor on set." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This holy shit, this yeah. is Alec Guinness. Yeah, there's something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like you can't really talk about the first one without just recognizing the fact over and over again that it's the first time any anything at all mm-hmm. happened. 
like the first like that moment of him yeah. going to hyperspace was like the first time we, anyone oh, no. ever see anything like that yeah and these creatures and mm. these these like even like the idea of planet was made out of sand and it, like like looked like tunisia but wasn't it's was, like entire planet that's of sand and moisture farming <laughs> and after that we go into mm. an entirely like handmade planet that's a death star it's called the death star and you just walk into it and like millions of people live in this place and it's everyone's got these really cool armor on like you just can't you can't like just like say it's a great movie because it does this yeah it it does everything first and does it it sets the entire like thing for star wars it's magical yeah it's magical yeah and it's almost like adventure but it's like it's a great thing about star wars i do think i didn't grasp until like maybe even like just about last year because i didn't properly love star wars until when we get into it last year Mm -hmm. i didn't properly like love love it until last year and i really went back and started watching and realized Oh, what's it look great about is the fact that is mm-hmm. it's not sci-fi as in like sci-fi like as in Star Trek. It's sci-fi fantasy and it's like yeah, it's mythology, just... but also like relatable scroungy sort of characters. <laughs> so like you how you relate to this Blue Skywalker, but also he's in this big, overarching epic sort of like fantasy sort yeah. of like world and like an actual mythology is there mm-hmm. before it even starts a movie. Yeah, which I think I remember hearing an interview with Joe Lucas when he was like making the prequels mm-hmm. was really like made me realize why the prequels aren't that good it's the fact that he likes starting a story in the middle of the action yeah so why go to your prequels uh, <laughs> but like that like you do feel like you're just in a world also mm-hmm. like you're just there yeah I will, like, I will forever be thankful to judge lucas for creating star wars yeah because i yeah and it's already i've heard so many quotes now from different directors like famous director david fincher and all that saying that like eighty percent of American movies are offshoots of Star Wars because they're all inspired by it. Yeah. Because that's the first like sort of blockbuster that went. Mm. Wasn't just like a blockbuster in terms of like Jaws. It mm. was like a blockbuster in terms of you can create an entire different galaxy. Yeah. And let's go there. And, and this, yeah, the, the ambition to yeah. do that. Let's do it. Yeah. It's also the first film to not feature credits at the beginning. Yeah, which was a big deal. It was a big deal at the time. I don't think it was a big deal in the first one because anyone, no one cared about the movie. But in the second yeah. one, they were like, "You can't do this. This is illegal." No. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's so many. This is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you want to go next? Uh, next one. My number three. It's number three, isn't it? Uh, so have you just short done your number four? Um, yeah. My number three then is the Force Awakens. Same. 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 Both three. Yeah. That's good. Um, <laughs> that's, that's good. I cannot express enough how this film made me feel yeah i i grew up <laughs> as a kid watching them on repeat yeah and this to watch i i also watching these films on repeat for me that was it these six films are what exists i never dream i never thought i'd ever get the chance to sit in a cinema mm-hmm. and hear hear the theme yeah and see the credits roll yeah like the, the the opening crawl yeah. in cinema and it'd be new I never in and my also, wildest dreams. It would be good, thought, and also about Han, Luke, and Leia. Yeah, like they're yeah. in the movie. Yeah, like, I in my wildest dreams that would never happen. Yeah. Like, so th- this is why I understand people who were or were my age or younger when the prequels came out, and they say they like Phantom Menace. That's why I'm, I'm never going to judge them for that because yeah. I understand that. That's a Star Wars them. And yeah, and so I, I I never dreamed that would actually happen. So it yeah. was an absolute dream come true. I remember the trailer, the first trailer, where it's just. They introduced the new characters. They have the Millennium Falcon, and at the end, yeah. they have Han and Chewie. Han, Han's like, oh. Chewie, we're home, oh. <laughs> and tears are streaming down yeah. my face because this and this film to me is something special. Yeah, honestly, it is it really is? 
And one thing I like to point out about Ray, the reason that I love Ray so much as a character is that for me, her characterization in that every time someone mentioned Luke or Han, she gets really excited. Yeah. And the reason I love that is because that is me. Yeah. I you see. Live I see her in that world. Yeah. yeah. You're seeing all these things again. You've yeah. you've heard the stories. And then you're seeing yeah. them for yourself. I had a thing at one point that says the word Luke Skywalker. And she just goes, oh, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, yeah. You knew Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. It's so I, good. Yeah. I, I love Rey. I think she's a fantastic yeah. protagonist. Same. Everything about it. I cannot I, fault this. I know it's sort of a rehash. Yeah. A little bit of the original. But it adds new stuff. Yeah. And I just think it's excellent. It's perfect. I genuinely think that Rey is one of the best uh, protagonists of like our 21st century blockbusters. I think 100%. she's one of the best. Like, I just I love her so much. God damn it, she's like, mm. it's just like I love the the big flaws she has, and I just, I because I really want to like get mm. over it. I because I feel like she like deserves. I generally like go, you deserve mm-hmm. more than what you're giving yourself. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Why do you want to go back to Jakku? You're like, because your parents are waiting for you. They're not waiting for you. I'm sorry, <laughs> right? So like, she's like ruined everyone to get like some sort of father mm. figure, some sort of parent figure, like yeah. Han, and then it's Luke, mm. and at the end of last year, like. Maybe I just do it by myself. I'm hoping Rise of Skywalker goes down that road of her. It's like I'm gonna do it by myself, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. like be my own parent, and I just have my friends. And yeah, I just think I I'm I'm expecting to go into the Rise of Skywalker. I'm fully expecting that I'm, I'm gonna be weeping. Yeah, at several points. And it's all about Rey for this movie. I know, particularly in the in the trailer where Rey interacts with Leia. Yeah, I am fully anticipating yeah. that I will be bawling at that. Yeah. Oh God. Um. Mm. Uh. Yeah. I just feel like as well, because the reason I put this above the first Star Wars, which I think for a lot of people would be like blasphemy, but mm. uh, <laughs> this is the movie that made me love it in the first place. Because obviously, yeah. as, a, as a child, I somehow missed it. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Uh. But this movie, like, it made me properly go like, oh, I love this, and yeah. I want to get into this, and I like the new. I like those films now that I watch them back, and I really want to see where this new film goes. I feel like JJ Abrams has a really like good way of like just mm. making you feel the excitement of the moment so yeah, like yes, when does. you're on jacku and running away from stag mm. fighters you're like i'm in i am in this like, yeah you um, just feel like it yeah. happening because you you everything happens in jj abrams film like from a perspective of the characters yes so if the characters are running from space we don't cut to a shot of space it was being all flight flight mm-hmm. we'll cut to a shot of everyone running away yeah and you're with the characters running away mm-hmm. and anything just feels really grimy and like sort of like lived in like the same way stars always used to feel yeah it does it captures the feel yeah. of the original films perfectly yeah. yeah um and i do get the complaint that it's too similar to new hope it's like but i think it needs that yeah especially with the, the way it was with the prequels yeah. to so, reconnect in that way yeah. it was the perfect way to I, do it I, I really admire J.J. Abrams by the way we actually have the same birthday do you? 27th of June I know. Um, I really admired J.J. Abrams and I yeah. was incredibly happy when mm-hmm. he took hold of Rise of Skywalker same uh, yeah by the way have you um, I haven't actually heard like read the the ideas that Colin Trevorrow had for mm-hmm. episode 9 Apparently they're really bad. Are they? <laughs> I am so happy that yeah, you I'm, not doing yeah. it. I'm happy, I'm happy that it's JJ Abrams. Yeah. I um, think he should... I, I also am really happy with the fact that he said in an interview that um, a lot of what Ryan Johnson did was unexpected, but it's turned out for the best, and it yeah. enabled him to yeah. take risks as well, I, which I'm really pleased with, because I, I, I would understand if they retcon several elements yeah. of Last Jedi, but I don't think they will, and that, that is pleasing to me. I, don't, I think the most they're probably going to retcon... And not even record. I just mean like just put another 
thing in that yeah. place is Snoke. I think they were putting Palpatine in that place where yeah. they thought Snoke would be. Yeah. But we're obviously going to see where it goes, but mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that as I think I no, would I have. Because it's Palpatine, and I feel like it being the ending of a nine-film saga yeah. where Palpatine's been in every one in some way. Yeah, you, you've got to have that. Kind of makes sense. He has to have but, that presence. Yeah. Because he is the, he's the ultimate bad guy. In fact, it makes more sense than Snoke ever would have had yeah, if he it wasn't does. it. Um, but I just feel like mm-hmm. Episode Seven and the comparisons to New Hope, I feel like it just needs that template. It is, <clears throat> it's not the exact same film that mm-hmm. everyone keeps on going about, but it has that same template of mm-hmm. finding a droid, droid has something important in it, and at the end, the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And my only real problem with the film is the idea. I don't like the the new, uh, uh, what do you call it, Starkiller base. Yeah, I do not like that at all. I don't think we need, <laughs> I don't think we need that. I don't think we need that at all. No, but um. Not. Just have a base somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. know. You don't need another Death Star. I, I would say I love how uh, Rise of Slash Jedi follows directly on from it. Yeah, I, I think it's the that. first time we've done that as well. Yeah. Um, it's probably the only time other than Rogue One ending literally where New Hope starts. That's a good point, yeah. Um, but apart from that, it's the... I just love the idea that it just it just captured Star Wars from like 1970s it to does. 83 and it's brought it like, here we go yeah, here. It's like you, you captured the feeling and you brought it new yeah. characters that you like. Yeah. And you've and made me just... related characters that I didn't know before I watched mm-hmm. the film. And I love these. Honestly, for me, as a person that never grew up with the films and like love Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and all these people, I relate more to Rey and I love Finn and Paul probably yeah. more. And I am so excited that they're finally going to be together in, oh, in finally, a new yeah. one. See, I, have, I yes. didn't realise this until like the end of Last Jedi why Paul goes high and Paul to Rey. And Rey goes yeah. high and Rey like, oh shit, They've you, never haven't met. Met. you haven't met. Yeah, they met. haven't met at all. You, in my mind, you're the trio, like, you're like, the new yeah. like, trio. And I, I didn't realise till now you haven't even met yet. It, so it, like, they're going to be together yeah. now in the third one for a bit. I'm like, yeah. 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 I am really, and also it's the fact that it, it is a year later. It's just like a year later after. Yeah. The last dead eye, so it's, they do have that relationship, yeah, which is good. Um, Chewie's there, Chewie, and um, C3PO's gonna be important, apparently. I'm glad about that. Same. Also, the moment in the trailer, I think I've said this before on the podcast, in the the moment where in the trailer he says, well, What are you doing, C3PO? I'm taking one, one last look at my friends. Oh, no, god damn it, you've actually got me with that one, yeah, <laughs> you actually got me. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, number two, I, I'm gonna say. My number one and two, I'm going to let you do yours, but I'm just going to say my one and two are inseparable. I cannot pick between them. Is it? I, I, I'm going to let you do yours. Okay. You, 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 obviously, you can tell which ones they are. Yeah. Number two for me two left. Yeah. is The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Right. So, obviously... Okay, so your number one is... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I completely understand that. I understand. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It is phenomenal mm-hmm. it's actually just really I didn't realise until like last time I watched it was about a year ago that like it's a really well made film it is it's superb it's like, honestly it's like I feel like the first Star Wars film just because there's obviously so much going on yeah. and it's the first time you've seen, you've seen any of this there's mm-hmm. not a lot of interesting camera things happening and a lot of they kind of keep it like it's obviously very well shot mm-hmm. and you can see everything very clearly and very well and dynamically but also it's kind of like you can just see that Darth Vader come through it's very iconic in the sense that everything stays perfectly 
was like a camera like going through mm. like a JJ Abrams sort of like yeah. nothing like that. Empire Strikes Back we go forward. I would just like to say that you're people can't see your hand oh, my hand what, is like what, crazy what you just did is you had, it has like one diagonal and the other one came up behind <laughs> you and then when it was in for it it just literally just went mental <laughs> <laughs> you just started waving about but Empire Strikes Back gets like super interesting in its filmmaking mm-hmm. it gets really like sort of like you feel like you live there now yeah. you've been introduced in the first film now you just live there mm-hmm. and I just feel like it's just so good in so many ways like the fact yeah. that all the characters get split away and to be fair it's probably the first like great sequel in a way it and is. it set a template for every sequel going forward yeah. in the sense that every sequel now mm-hmm. goes okay we start out yeah. we left off and then at some point everyone splits off and does some character development and they come mm-hmm. back yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. happens and yeah. um, I, I think this this from the first moment to the last mm-hmm. This is one hundred percent compelling, Same. and this yeah. is why it's so good. This and New Hope are my path, my my favorite films ever. Mm-hmm. I there 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 are no films that I love as much as these two films. Yeah. Maybe maybe Endgame and Infinity <laughs> War are close, third and fourth. Yeah, not, they're, they're behind. Yeah, but these two films are for me. They are just phenomenal. Yeah, I love them to pieces. I honestly do, yeah. and some, something that someone else uh, pointed out to me about Yoda the days. He's so like adorable Isn't and he? naive in the yeah. in Empire when he's first introduced, and you just yeah. think, "There's no way this man yeah. decapitated this, this little thing decapitated two clone troopers." Yeah. Like, <laughs> on the like, three moves, three moves, <laughs> three moves ago, he decapitated. People. Um, but the thing that Empire Strikes Back is, especially Yoda, is the fact that I feel like he's got a lot more personality. Oh, he does. So much personality. And I feel now, like you just like... compare people from yeah. prequels to this and you can just tell why these films work much more than the prequels ever mm-hmm. did. Even the best one didn't work as much because yeah. when you have like these characters working so well, like mm-hmm. that they've got so many layers in terms of like the personality has like so many like at the same time it's very like mastery and like force user yeah. he's also very whimsical and like mm. funny and at the same time he's also very worried about the entire future or anything because <laughs> it's all hanging on one kid he called is, Luke yeah. Skywalker who's an idiot in this film by the way <laughs> Luke's an idiot and I love him I love him <coughs> my apologies he makes so many mistakes like the ending of the film is entirely his mistake yeah. I mean he, kind, he doesn't even really rescue anyone he kind of just goes there and gets fucked up by Vader and then he has to get saved yeah. himself he sort, of, he sort of triggers the rescue in a way yeah kind of but, um, um, I think that the lightsaber battle and this is my favourite lightsaber battle in the entire saga probably, it is yeah. just so good yeah. from the moment when they're both the two silhouettes are opposite each other yeah. and they ignite their lightsabers and then they go for it and it's, um, it's also the first probably actual lightsaber we probably saw really yeah. I would count that because we're not we're not counting AOB1 and Darth Vader literally tickling no. each other with because they, couldn't, they couldn't even hit each other too hard in the first one because it was really broken. Metal pole, yeah. Because yeah. the um, the most of the sound of the lightsaber, you know, when the lightsabers collide. Yeah. Most of the sound is actually the scraping of the metal of the sticks against each other. Really? Goddamn. Yeah. Because they they did it, but they were doing it like really aggressively. Like David yeah. Prowse and like Guinness were really they were really into it. Yeah. And so they grinded them when they make a screeching sound, and that's why when lightsabers collide, yeah, they have that. Yeah. 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 Um. I think that Empire Strikes Back just takes anything, anything from Star Wars and just goes mm-hmm. like, just make it better, yeah. <laughs> even even better. Yeah. And uh, yeah, before yeah. you move on to your number one, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that this and New Hope, they are my one and two. Yeah. I cannot separate. You can't them. separate them. I honestly can't. Right. I, I've I put it on my list, but so many times I've just had to swap them around. So mm-hmm. I just can't separate them. Mm-hmm. Everything about them yeah. for me is 
They are. They are ultimately why I love films. Yeah. Yeah. It's and they point. are. They're just, they're I feel like the that's what they are for a lot of people. Yeah. This. All the video games that I've played from stemming from it, they yeah. all come from my yeah. love of this, these two films. Yeah. And they are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are great. Uh, my number one, however, yeah. is a <laughs> is a controversial take. It is the latest in the saga, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. The incels are rioting. <laughs> <laughs> so, Star Wars: The Last Jedi is. They're banging on the door. Yeah. They want your head on a silver plate. Star Wars: The Last Jedi <laughs> is, in my opinion, the best blockbuster of the twenty-first century. For me, that would be. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I don't. I, yeah. I don't. I don't completely disagree. For with me, that. it is perfect. I I know um, the usual problem that everyone points out is Canto Bite. For me, I agree with that when I first watched it, and even the second time, but I remember watching it like mm. last year maybe, and I was like, Canto Bite is fucking great. <laughs> I remember like the music when you when you enter Canto Bite, it's so yeah, it's it's really good. immersive. It really, I mean, like, it's, I've never seen anything like it in Star Wars at the same time mm-hmm. as well, but in a good way because I feel like it's kind of the prequel in the sense that it's a very flashy, yeah. sleek place. Which is not at all Star Wars. Mm. Going to a place that feels like a it's being washed, you know. Um, <laughs> so when you go there, because no one in Star Wars looks clean, not even yeah. the Star Destroyer, they look filthy. Oh, no, no. Uh, but with like the, with the empirical <laughs> slime, yeah, the trash compactor. But when you go into oh, like Canto yeah, Bite, and uh, it's just so clean, but also like well made and well shot, and it's actually mm-hmm. like unbuilt set. And all these creatures are real, like, practical things. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you're in there, and there's this whole plot point of trying to get the Master Chord Breaker, <laughs> who you don't even <laughs> get to, and then we just get um, Benicio Del Toro, who does a little stutter, which I love so much. Um, and then they go to space, and then they do shit, and then Benicio Del Toro is all like, oh, I'm on neither side, I'm neither uh, Resistance or uh, First Order. And it's... And I just love it so much. Yeah. And at the end, he's a villain. He's a kind of a villain. Mm-hmm. He kind of he kind of points out where they all are and yeah. destroys everyone essentially. I've just remembered that I love the the battle in the hangar in the Last Jedi. In the hangar, F- with, um, Finn Rose. Oh yeah, versus um, where bloody BB-8 takes control of an STE. Yeah, Walker and uh, against uh, Captain Phasma. Yeah, I love that fight so much. And I just think it's so good because I think everything in that film is wrapped up in character yeah. so even the first like 15 minute battle sequence about destroying a big oh yeah dreadnought I think it's called yeah. is uh, wrapped up in the character set up of uh, Paul and uh, Rose yes it is it's a, it yeah. sets up both characters very well mm-hmm. and then I feel like the entire movie is just about developing characters and doing it through the plot and I feel it does it very well mm-hmm. I feel this is the main point where I people that I usually think are actually like good critics and good reviewers yeah. are usually diverse in this because people I was we agree, usually agree with me on the fact that the character work is very good but the plot propelling forward is very good however I just kind of disagree with it. I kind of just love the plot I think the plot's amazing the fact yeah. that they are they go to hyperspace yeah. then they're like holy yeah. shit they, and can, then they can follow us the entire movie is just them inching towards death yeah it is it's just that them is, like going slowly without fuel <laughs> that is incredible yeah. the concept of and it also it sort of calls back to the iconic opening of the first Star Wars yeah. where the town type 4 is trying to escape mm-hmm. the Star Destroyer there's no chance is there and you just see the fleet being followed and one by one mm-hmm. the remaining of the, 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 the yeah sorry yeah. the other uh, frigates in the fleet are yeah. destroyed yeah. and they have to like pump the fuel yeah. to the main one mm-hmm. and I just love the mm-hmm. fact that every character is deeply flawed 
Yeah. Like, they are fuck. I think the only good, like, pretty solid character is Rotiko. And I love her character. Mm. And I do not understand how she was the most hated part, usually. She is good. She's a, she is good. In my opinion, I, I she's will, great. I will defend... I love her. I will defend these sequels mm-hmm. to my dying day. Yeah. Um, mm. But I did the... I just love the arc and how, like, they're just done so well, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. Paul learning that to be a leader, truly. And Finn becoming... Actually equating himself with the Resistance and saying, yeah. I'm rebel scum. At the yeah. end. <laughs> and I just love his entire arc. But most importantly... Everything, every, and I mean everything. Green milk drinking, Luke Skywalker, and all. <laughs> I love everything to do with Rey and Luke Skywalker on that island. That, that's phenomenal. They are phenomenal. Together. Every time we go there, we're like, I want just more of this. And like <laughs> Rey and Kylo talking through the Force and touching her. I'm, I am so you're, for you're it. Raylo, aren't you? So, you are aren't you? I am 100% Raylo. <laughs> I am for Raylo. Um, I just love it so the much. The more I think about it, the more I want Raylo to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also, I know it's been, um, Oscar Isaac said this, yeah. this doesn't happen, but I also wanted Finpo. Same. I wanted that to I happen. Know, that's that's going to happen probably. They do have a good bromance there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What was going to say? Um, but I love Rhea being so deeply flawed that her idea of us wanting someone to look after her, be a yeah. parent, be she, yeah. something, leads her pretty much to the dark side quite a few times. Like mm. going to that big hole in the ground and going to that trippy, like David Lynch's yeah. place. Yeah, she just wants, she wants to know who her parents are. She wants yeah. that connection. And she, she wants she's, she's a looking, lineage. She's looking for a parent in... Yeah. In Luke, she thinks it's a reason to live. She thinks yeah. she finds parents that say to her, "Why we left you, and you're actually the most important person in the galaxy, yeah. uh, or something like that." Yeah. So you feel like that's going to be like the answer to her problems, even though it's not the bit. The big answer: mm-hmm. Do you want to know who raised parents? No, this is the. I think this is the part I'm more scared about. Episode nine. I don't want any answer. I if the answer to me is they're just drunk, drunk people that just sold you for like yeah. money. I just want them to be mm-hmm. that. And I never want to meet them in the entire in TV shows or anything. I don't want to meet them at all. I don't think they matter to Rhea. And I think Rhea's arc is built on her learning. I know it's ironic because it's the generic phrase we always hear now of strong, independent woman. But like her arc is becoming that, yeah. I think. And I just think she needs to do it. Mm-hmm. And I just want that to be the actual thing that happens. But we'll see. Uh, but um, this mm-hmm. based on this film, I just. I also just love Luke Skywalker. I think it's his best performance as Luke. It is. I think. Yeah. He acts his butt off, Mark Hamill. Yeah. I will always love Mark Hamill yeah. for who he is, and also for presenting us with Luke Skywalker. He's amazing in the original trilogy, but this yeah. is this is perhaps he's a, I, I don't want to claim this so much for him. It. Yeah, because obviously he might disagree with it. If it, but he, he probably won't be listening anyway. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think this is perhaps his greatest performance. Yeah, of his, of his, I would agree. I, I absolutely Jesus. love the the way he completely commits. There's so much pain in anything he says, but also yeah. like a lot of hatred, but also a lot of regret and mm-hmm. like. At the end, when he's finally accepted that he, he is not the last Jedi, but he is the last of his kind, and he is mm-hmm. going to just do this for like everyone, and yeah. it's his fault, and it's even more his fault that he left. He left. Mm-hmm. Like he realized the big problem here was the fact that uh, his nephew turned. It was more the fact that he just left yeah. it to happen. He, he, he feels like he failed him, and then he, yeah. he, he comes back. Mm-hmm. And I think he does. I think Paul and like I, I, I hear a lot about how why wouldn't um, Holdo just tell Paul about the plan to go to create. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, why would she? Yeah, why would she? And also, again, it comes back to the point of everyone being flawed. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's perfect. No one. Yeah. It's it always my argument in films. Whenever anyone talks to me about potholes or like stuff like that, I always go, but is the character going go like 100% logic more to go, this is the best way to do yeah. the situation? It's a know? very stressful situation. Yeah. You are facing impending doom. Yeah. <laughs> do you tell Paul, the man that just got 
many of your people mm -hmm. killed and then by your previous leader got demoted just before she got knocked out and then you had to come into it. Yeah. Would you then tell them the plan and tell them that what we're doing is hiding away instead of fighting back, which yeah, is what, what you want to do. Why would we ever tell him? I know. Because obviously, and there's even multiple points in the film, and I feel people don't pick up, pick up on this a lot, because purely this fierce acting mm -hmm. of Holdo about to tell him the plan, and then Paul just goes nuts. Like, she's, he's <laughs> like, so what is the plan? And then she's like about to tell him, and then he goes, ah, oh, damn it! And it kicks, kicks over a bin, and like, well, <laughs> don't do that, and she'll tell you. And then he goes, then he, he gets arrested or something like that, mm -hmm. and... Oh, I just love it. And Leia finally using the force. Even though it does look yeah. a bit weird, I do just love it. It's yeah. just so good. We we all wanted we all wanted yeah. it to happen, didn't we? And Leia's holding a lightsaber in the trailer for the new one. Yes, one just holding it, presumably gonna hand it to her. Imagine imagine all Leia lighting up a lightsaber and just going vroom vroom. <laughs> <laughs> just was that over it. Just going vroom vroom. Like, <laughs> waving you know, it about, yeah. doing a bit it's of Darth so Maul. Yeah. Just waving the lightsaber. It's so good, wouldn't it? Um oh. and I think the most mm. hype I've ever got in a cinema ever mm. is when they all come back together at the end on Kurit. So like yeah. I think the moment where was, I, I generally love they stuck the landing already before the game yeah. came out was when they're on the the planet the crate and Paul is doing his thing, Finn's coming in on his yeah his uh first order ship and then mm -hmm. comes through the door just in time, puts up his hand yeah. and says not first order, we're Finn and <laughs> and then at the same time when they come out to fight uh Ray comes down and only a Oh god! And then that... I legitimately love that. Yeah. And then you have the bit where it's like Kylo Ren's like, shoot that out yeah. of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and then that that theme, <laughs> that, that their theme goes like dun 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 dun. Was it da 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 da? Yeah. That's happening when she's flying. It's like an actual like sound clip. And Chewie's with the porgs. I love the porgs. I have a Lego porg in my room at home. It's just so good. And then at the end, when you think that okay, we are actually fucked now because even now we've lost. Yeah. Wait a minute. Here's Luke. Here's Luke. Oh. And even like little hints that he's like not even there, or like the snow, like yeah. not snow, the ice. Uh, what do you call it? The salt. I think the salt. Yeah, salt. Salt not getting scraped away, mm -hmm. or even Paul saying, "There's got to be another way out of here." Hell, how did Luke Skywalker get it back in here? Yes, because there's no back way out. Yeah. So then you you still be thinking in your head, how, "How did he get in here?" Yeah. And you realize he's, he's not, not actually there. there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the cut to him being revealed as not mm -hmm. being there, and yeah. him like that music of like there's like quiet music of him like mm -hmm. just doing this in the air. Yeah. And him dying, like I would I, honestly, to me, I don't count him as dying in that movie. I think he's just going, no, he's just, just going to the force. Except yeah. that he's he's got a stronger presence in this universe now, just being a ghost mm. and helping everyone. Yeah. Further. And it's also poetic with the jewel sons. Yeah. And also the ending. Mm -hmm. I love the broom kid. I love it. I'm not keen on that bit. I. Yeah, but I uh, see why to you. To me, would. I was like this. Just hammers at home. It's a bit more. Yeah. You don't need it. I guess you don't need it. Mm. No, but yeah. This hammers a point more of like. The idea of the Skywalker is an inspiration to everyone. Yeah. And we just, we just need that. We, we need the spark, you know, like the fire, like the fuse. That's yes, I love that line. Order down. It was just a good line. I love that line. Um, I just like, like the idea as well, him looking up in this. I also, people, I think people are generally really dumb if they think, if they watch that movie at the end, thought that Broom Kill was actually going to be a character in the next movie. <laughs> it's like, no, it's, it's, it's the theme of the It's movie. a metaphor. It's the theme. Just get Okay. <laughs> oh. Anyway. I think... Do you, want wrap that, I think. do you want to do like a bit of episode 9 like what we want or yeah go on then okay number okay, one what I don't want is mm -hmm. for find out her parents are mm -hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi I don't want her parents being someone I yeah I yeah. I have no objection to that I would kind of like to know what JJ yeah. had planned with that what JJ had planned with that mm. but what I just want 
I'm kind of expecting the back of my mind of a portal like you know like portal for men game. Yeah. Where all the Jedi <laughs> ghosts. But I don't think that would happen. Yeah. I think it it should be what I had envisaged env- envisaged <laughs> after Rise of the Last Jedi mm-hmm. was that there would be like um it would be like a dual fight in terms of it would be Kylo Ren and Rey fighting sort of in the galaxy and then you would also have like a world beyond afterlife fight yeah. between Luke and either Snoke or Luke and the Emperor. Because I, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think they have, I do feel like they have deliberately misled in terms of how big a role Luke will have in this. Mm. Because I think he will still be very important. Yeah. While Rey is the main character, she deserves to be the main focus. So, yeah, I think Rey, I think you do Rey still have to, have to be the main thing. Yeah, they do, definitely. Definitely. Who's your, th- no, this, this is a question I always love asking going into these things. Who do you think is going to die? I think Kylo might die. I think one of the three main cast members might die. I think Ray will survive. I think, yeah, I think Ray will survive, but I just don't think Finn or Paul, I don't know which one. But I, I hope to God that Chewbacca survives because he deserves to survive. That, that Wookiee has been yeah, through a been lot. through a lot. Um, hmm, I think maybe, I don't think they're going to kill off Leia. No, I don't think they will. I don't think they want to all the trouble of getting her back in these yeah. deleted scenes into the new film to then just kill her off at some point I don't, uh, know. I don't think they'll kill Lando either oh no I think they've killed off too many main characters of the original yeah. to be like I want to kill him as well yeah. <laughs> I think Finn Finn's, Finn, Finn's Finn perhaps might. the most at risk here Finn might yeah because I feel like his arc <sighs> I don't know actually because we'll I, I felt like during the last Jedi when I was watching it the first time I genuinely felt you know because he flies towards yeah. the laser mm-hmm. trying to try and sacrifice himself yeah. I was thinking well, this this is sad, but it does feel it like would, if if he did it die, yeah. it would work. It would be for a me. suitable end for yeah, Finn. Yeah, I know for me, it would have worked both ways. If he didn't die, if he didn't die, mm-hmm. it would have worked. And also, if he did die, it kind of would work as well. So mm-hmm. I just feel like, I don't know. I've, it could go either way for him. I actually don't know. I think, yeah. he's, he's, I think he's probably the most up for death. <laughs> I think so, <laughs> for me. Um, uh, if anybody can be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just don't really want Ray's parents to be revealed. What I don't want... I feel like I want to see J.J. Abrams like really evolve into like a great director mm-hmm. in the sense that he is a great, a great director but he's never ended anything he's, had, he's always that's true it's always been Star the setup. yeah he stars Tra- he's Star Trek he does Miss Impossible film it doesn't really matter and then mm-hmm. like the whole thing um, he does a lot of TV shows that he's left at the end of it um, so he's, he's never finished a project in terms of like a long running series yeah it's the first time he's ever been he's, he's actually been forced to do it this time he's, yeah. got, he's got to finish a nine saga film that lasts uh-huh. 42 years I, is he going to do it that's I have I, absolute faith that he will I, I have faith too yeah. but I think that's what I'm most hyped for is coming out mm-hmm. really satisfied that was the ending to all nine films yeah. and thinking J.J. Yeah. Abrams finally learned how to end <laughs> something I feel like that's. I, I feel like his own character arc is also there J.J. <laughs> Abrams' character arc is going to be J.J. Abrams is a Star Wars character I think it's going to happen mm-hmm. I, was, I like that idea I'm excited, man. Uh, I'm so excited. I am, I am unbelievably excited 14 days, for this. 14 days. Two weeks. I can't tell. I just want to see it. I just want to see it so much. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> I think we need to end there. Yeah. Christmas movies, Christmas movies next week? Christmas movies, yes. I always know my, what my number one is for that. My favourite well, Christmas movie well, yeah. of all time. Yeah. Good okay, then. Good we night. hope you've enjoyed listening. Yeah. Uh, we have a new logo as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't actually know where this will be uploaded to first. 
Hopefully, anyway. it'll be uploaded to Spotify. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, we hope you've enjoyed. We hope we haven't disagreed too much with. So, just to recap, your number one, Last Jedi. My number one. I can't decide between A New Hope and Empire. Right. But I do share your opinions on the Last Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Good film. So, thank you very much for listening. This has been our longest episode. So if you sat through this entire thing, I I, I commend you. I commend. Yeah. Well done. An hour and shy of 50 minutes yeah thank you for listening I've been Matthew I've been Henry brought to you by Alicia Stupid Radio we have been the Marvelous Cinema Podcast yep have a good day have a great day good night bye